Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, we have the Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith commentary track for you guys today. Uh, we're going to give you a moment to uh, prep your Blu-ray drives, turn the TV on, go to your Disney Plus page uh, to access the film. Whatever you got to do, you got a few minutes here, and then we're going to do a countdown, and we're all going to click play at the same time, and uh, you get to hear us talk about the film. Because I got the round table crew back together uh, to do this commentary track, and we're going to introduce them in just a moment here, or reintroduce them if you've uh, been tuning into the show before with the commentary tracks. Uh, this is an awesome movie, uh, so let's get to it. landing all right welcome back blake and reed great to have you guys back on the show again <laughs> always a pleasure how are you guys doing awesome dude hey man it's good to be here thanks for having me back man. anytime it's always a pleasure uh question for you guys this is my favorite star wars movie where does it stand for you uh, ooh, top three for sure top three it's pretty high up there mm. At one point, I would definitely say it was my favorite of the prequels, but I don't know. I kind of like Phantom Menace better. I think I mentioned that uh, when we yeah, watched Phantom Menace. It. Yeah. Yeah. So of the prequels, it's probably my number two. Uh, and as far as the overall series, I'd probably put it number. I guess it'd be around number five then. Maybe n- number six, depending if I want to throw in like right. Rogue One there. That's fair. So it's pretty. So it's pretty far at the. Well, it's, it's like towards the middle, I guess. It's about, it's about halfway. Right. It's about halfway. Yeah, okay. That's not. Yeah. Bad. That's not bad. All right, let's uh, let's waste no time here. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm launching up my Disney Plus tabs for all you guys at home. Uh, you may want to pop in the Blu-ray disc or your DVD or uh, VHS if you're still using those. Whatever it is, have your remote at the ready, keyboards at the ready, because uh, we're gonna hit play in just a moment. Okay, boys. Space bars at the ready. Space bars at the ready. Uh, that's 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 our cue. And uh, I will do a countdown in just a little bit here. So I'll give you all a moment at home to uh, get to the right thing. Don't forget we're watching Revenge of the Sith. That's episode three. I don't think they're listed by episode on Disney Plus though, so you're gonna have to look for Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Three, two, one, play. Got a blast. <laughs> Hi, Captain. <laughs> I had a power outage today at the house, and I was looking for a GIF because it can't, it kept on coming up and going away and stuff like that. I was looking for a GIF oh, with man. Rick Oldie's character from the Fancy Manus going, "Power's back!" <laughs> 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 I was looking for the GIF. That GIF that does perfect. not exist anywhere, dude. I had to make it, dude. Yes. What? Oh wow, I'm actually very surprised by that. I mean. It's- 
it's pretty obscure. So, like, when you say it, people know what it is. But if you just said the line, like, do you remember that? That no one yeah, would ever know. Exactly. You're about. Exactly. I thought of you right away when I when I when this came up, and I was like, oh my goodness, Blake and Bryce, like, they, yeah. they would they would know exactly so, right away what I'm talking about. Uh, Bryce would yeah. like it a lot too. Yeah. We probably have to reply with that little droid did it. <laughs> yeah, Would you would you get that reference, Reed? The, the, oh, the powers. Right, okay, all right, 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 that's good. That's good. Exactly. That's good. Okay. I've seen that movie yeah. so many times, dude. Like it's like that's second okay. nature. I can respect that. Yeah. The little drone did it right past the main power drive. <laughs> <laughs> This is like one of my favorite opening scenes, like of all the Star Wars movies. So good. Like, I would say actually, this is I, in my opinion, the greatest opening of yes, all of the absolutely. movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like just opening to this huge grand war yep. and like the, uh, like the the huge like uh, what are they called now? Like the the giant yeah. cruiser ships the fighting Venator, the, like or the Republic Venator class or something. Yeah, yeah. These, these are Venators. Yeah, but you could kind of just think of them as like Star Destroyers, like this full scale, like Star yep. War. You know, this, yeah. this, this is it. Like this is the it title, is. right? Like the movies have led to yep. this moment. Like this is what it everyone's was, been waiting. Was, for. I mean, when this movie came out in the theater, that's exactly it. Like this was the last one, and so people went in there expecting to be blown yep. away, and this opening killed it. Yeah. Like, and and like the opening intro of the the Star Wars theme with the, yeah. the war drums, so good, man! It, so it goes together so well. I I can't tell you how long I tried to find a copy of this song with yep. the war drums in it, and it just yeah, did not the, exist. It's the film, the theatrical like version only. Yeah, they didn't put it in yeah. on the soundtrack. But, like, even no, they didn't do the soundtrack. I'm wondering if that's because Skywalker Sound like added it in post yeah. themselves. Like it wasn't it, actually John. It does Tom make Williams. me wonder. Yeah, probably. Dang, it just goes so well. It does. Oh yeah, it's so good, dude. This was the first one I saw in theater too, so this oh, totally blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I want them to do something of this scale again, with like modern ILM technology. I think it'd be oh, so man. Cool. it would be awesome. I, and I think, yeah. I, I mean, this is why people love Clone Wars so much because, like, you get the same kind of action, but. You can do this, yeah. Because the Rebels just uh, no, never had enough, uh, like, full-size cruisers. They could never do that. They only had a and There wasn't enough large-scale right? battles yeah. in Star Wars Rebels either because uh, it, it was just uh, a show on a, a tighter budget, I think. And, you know, like... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's worth mentioning, actually... Man, Reed, I'm so sorry I keep bringing up Clone Wars because you, I know you haven't seen it, but like, no, <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I mean, it, uh, in correlation to Clone Wars, like this movie 
picks up directly after the first episode of the final arc, which is like the Seizure Mandalore, which was the one that recently came out on Disney Plus. And, um, you know, I know uh, uh, you, you, Blake and uh, Bryce, like when you guys came over and I did that special uh, like edit for you guys where we went back and forth, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, a just seamless transition that. between the two different. It's crazy. Yeah, they did a really good job. Like they actually interlaced yeah. so well. Because uh, I was actually just thinking how if you come straight from Attack of the Clones to watch this movie, it feels it does, a little yeah. awkward. Like there's, there's kind of there's some weird changes that happened in that gap because a lot of mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that reminded me immediately is all of a sudden Anakin's like super worried about going back and saving that one clone, right? Mm-hmm. And just feels like coming from the previous movie. They're basically just like robots of droids, right? So like you shouldn't care right. about like toasters. Exactly. But if you watch the entire Clone Wars series, it's like you get more of a context, uh, a realization that these are actually yeah, just like regular people. Yeah. And Anakin actually cares for his troops, right? He doesn't yeah, think he's he one of the them. he's one of the Jedi actually that cares even more about his his troops than even other Jedi do. Like he's up there in the front lines with the troops, like you know, not bringing them up from the back. That's something that. One of the troopers actually yeah, said exactly. to, to the Rex or somebody when we had that Pong Krell arc on uh, Umbara. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Anakin is known to be like this very personable guy, uh, like right up there, you know, saving every trooper he can. Uh, and mm-hmm. of course, in this movie, like Oddball and, and the other guys, like they just died. But um, Oddball actually pops up in the Clone Wars quite a few times. And it's like, if you've seen the show, you just get to know these characters and you start to love these characters. And um, it makes the Order 66 like sequence in this film just so much more impactful. A lot more, yeah. more in-depth, yeah. I also want to talk about these, <clears throat> these buzz droids. Because I know re-watching the movie, this is one of my least favorite oh, really? scenes. <laughs> It just, to me, it just kind of feels like a waste Buzz of time. Droids. I'm like, why would they have these like missiles that have droids in them? They could just I've shoot always them wondered missiles. how the buzz droids fit in those missiles. That too. Like, as far as just volume, it yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. But honestly, if they replace this scene, this whole like sequence, with just dog fighting, I would have liked yeah. that way more. That would have been a that lot cooler, awesome. yeah, for sure. So, like, uh, it probably been easier for them to do in mm. post. So I don't know. I've just, I've, it, I guess it was cool when it first came out. I like playing with the little Lego buzz droids. Yeah. yeah. Fighter. <laughs> That's probably exactly why they did it. Just for probably toys. <laughs> like, you know what? We need to make more oh, money yeah. off of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would not put it past yeah. George. <laughs> Man, that leap. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of ridiculous just to see these droids get blown apart like oh, they're yeah. made out of Lego. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like they're just they're so incredibly yeah, it's useless. It's funny like there's some uh, yeah. behind the scenes out of all the prequels, the ones that have the most behind the scenes are easily Revenge of the Sith and The Phantom Menace. But if you look back at The Phantom Menace bonus features, there's a little clip where George Lucas shows around uh, Steven Spielberg on uh, like the one of the filming warehouse lots or whatever and there's a full-scale okay. battle droid that he's got like a, a like a replica model of to represent like what it would be in terms of like lifelike scale 
Yeah, and, they did a bunch of those. Yeah, and, and he says something about it. He and he's like, "Oh, what?" Like Spielberg is like, "What a flimsy little thing, isn't it?" And then George's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the Jedi are just supposed to cut them down like butter, you know." So it's funny that he just designed them to be stupid and like just useless, but in uh, useless in overwhelming numbers, they're quite you know a formidable force because they all they're all just things firing blasters, right? So. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. super cheap mass, just, mass, mass production. Just for yeah. numbers. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, very good symmetry with the Phantom Menace in this movie, too. The way it starts out with the Droidicas, Master and Apprentice going at it yeah. on a ship. Very identical to the same That's one that Qui Gon and Obi Wan were on. Yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of similarities. It, yeah, it kind of rhymes. It's, it's amazing. Like, there's no. there's there's a beautiful symmetry to the prequels that's unlike any of the other trilogies like um with with the original trilogy you get this really masterfully woven together story arc for like luke becoming this jedi coming all the way from being a farm boy but with revenge of the sith you just like it's everyone already knew it was coming so when you look at those three movies it's not just the story progression of how little annie became darth vader it's it's actually got a lot of like kind of interesting parallels with each other like if you look at the the first film and the third film there's echoes for each of them through the music through the visual storytelling through like the the events of like oh, what yeah, actually happens sure. right like in this movie uh the apprentice kills the sith lord just the same as the phantom menace the apprentice kills the sith lord um there's so many different things no parallels yeah it's almost like poetry like i mean I've never been one to appreciate poetry the same way an English major would appreciate poetry, but the reasons that they appreciate poetry are probably the same reasons why I, I appreciate the prequels is like, there's so many interesting like forms of storytelling that happen within these three movies that you don't really see anywhere else. Mm, that's so true. Actually, how it mm -hmm. all kind of connects together. Like yep. they kind of replay a lot of the same themes to show mm -hmm. like, this, this rhythm. Yep. Something that always stands out to me as well at the beginning here is this is the first sequence where we see that the droids are a lot more comical than they were yeah. in the movies. <laughs> like they went from like murking the Jedi like yeah. before they got rescued by the clones to basically like a, a joke, like literally. Yeah, exactly. Last yeah. time we saw the super battle droids, I was like, oh, cool, new battle yeah. droid, like really menacing and stuff like that. Super formidable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, but the Jedi just... had trouble with them, like slew like hundreds of Jedi in the Battle of Geonosis. Yeah, and now a freaking R two D two just like literally mops the floor with two of them. <laughs> I know it's just ridiculous. It's like you know they should have just kept to the old system instead of reprogramming them. Yeah, yeah. Because in Clone Wars they job. also had a very like same attitude. Like this, the like Clone Wars definitely replicated the attitude that they have in this film, where the yeah yeah they went for this. I kind of wish that they would have started same as Attack of the Clones and like transitioned and like kind of mm -hmm. explained some of that more instead of just hopping into yeah, this. Sure. You know, it is it is what it is. That that reference right there because they they've fought Dooku multiple times through the Clone Wars show. Like I, I'm not entirely sure if that was for just people watching just the films or like if it's supposed to refer to something that would have happened uh, in one of the last arcs of the Clone Wars that we never got. 
taking them together. Yeah, yeah. Like what well, Anakin says here about about having his powers doubled, kind of thing. You know, uh, my powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. Um, yeah, because like when the movie came out, you were led to believe they were talking exactly. about Geonosis, Attack exactly. of the Clones, right? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but at the moment, the last time they fought cool. was uh, on um, Obadiah. Like on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> like, uh, who knows? Yeah, like maybe a month ago or something like that, right? Like when they were investigating the, the Psychedia yeah, stuff. Um, so, right. yeah, it makes me wonder. I'm like, was there another arc planned where they were supposed to meet and maybe make this a little more relevant? Could be. Huh. Yeah, I guess it makes the that whole conversation a little bit more awkward than when the movie right. first came out. <laughs> Gotta say, Dooku was around pretty good for a guy who was like <laughs> 75. I'm a dude now, right? Yeah. Has that guy passed away yet? Is he still in his yeah, like, yeah. 80s or something, right? Well, a couple years ago. Away, like, I think it was like back. 2016 yeah, yeah. or something, he's or still... 2017. Like, he still finished all the, did, the yeah. Hobbit movies. I, the final he Hobbit did, yeah. film, I believe, just was after the that. last film he ever did. Yeah. I could see that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have came out of retirement mm, just he to did. do those. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 They uh, accommodated him uh, to. F they filmed his shots in England, and all the rest was done uh, on set in New Zealand. Because hmm. they didn't want to fly. That. Yeah. Actually, do you know the only reason why he did Star Wars is because he was really good friends with Sir Alec Guinness when they were both and, in World uh, War II. I believe. Yeah, and uh, that uh, and Peter Mayhew, uh -oh. I think, too, who plays. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. No way. Friends yeah, from back or, in the or, day. That makes yeah. so much sense. That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, Bryce was telling me he read a book and uh, Christopher Lee would like take flights for and spend the weekend with Sir Alec Guinness and they just go to like some gentleman's club and just smoke cigars yeah. and drink scotch <laughs> That's all day. Awesome. Right. And, fly, and then they fly back to their corresponding sets and you know, yeah. work on movies. Uh, the, wow. uh, I think, sorry, not Peter Mayhew. I think, I think it was Peter Cushing. I think that was, that was uh, his friend, Peter Cushing. He plays yeah. Oh, Cushing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got right. I got the Peters mixed fact, up. I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting uh, Al Guinness and and uh, Peter Cushing oh, mixed really? up as well. It was, it was those two. That were, but yeah. Sorry. Is uh, Cushing yeah. and Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Grand Moff Tarkin, of course. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm really sad they got rid of Count Dooku so quickly in this movie. Like, I don't know how much that had to do with, like, at, like how lo long the actor, like, or the what's-his-name was willing to be a part of the franchise or whatever, but, like, no, I kind of talked about in the last one. It was probably all George, yeah. I think, made the yeah. call. And I do agree. I think he should have lasted till at least halfway in. Yeah. Like, it feels awkward him dying this early. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't mind Count Grievous as like, <laughs> like the nemesis and stuff like that, but like yeah, yeah. the Count Dooku is just a it's, way more serious, like and I formidable think, like, enemy. There was just yeah, we, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. If you think about um, 
the yeah. length of this film compared to uh, what it was supposed to be, which was uh, a two-parter film, four hours long. I mean, there's so much packed oh, into wow. it, right? Because like initially you have the death of Count Dooku, you have then the death of General Grievous, and then you have the transition for Anakin Skywalker, then you have the death of all the Jedi, and then you have yeah. the final battles, which are supposed to lead into the next trilogy. So, like, you have so much stuff just packed into two hours lie. and 20 minutes that there wasn't any room to leave him around. Uh, so that's why, like, when you watch the Clone Wars, you get so much more screen time with Count Dooku, and then this is just, like, the cherry on top kind of thing. It's like, oh, finally, finally he's right. dead, you know? Um, but if you're just watching the yeah. movies, it's like, hey, hold on a second. We, we were just getting to know this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, true. It just feels yeah. so fast. Like, you just want to yeah. get rid of him almost. Yeah. I mean, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it. No. I, I shouldn't. It's amazing that Palpatine's able to do this right here. Like, Mr. Senior grabs onto their boot the yeah, last second dude, yeah. that's some serious that's crazy, I was thinking dude. about that yeah. <laughs> like how funny would it have been though if the two Jedi just like swing in and, yeah. and he just keeps going I'm sure there's like a fan <laughs> in it <laughs> dude just like has just the same death that he would have like three movies later <laughs> oh yeah totally he just swings in and just like a burst of blue that like yeah, shoots yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah totally <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's really funny. Like, th this part ma makes, like, with Palpatine and Obi Wan, it kind of, you, you know, those, like, um, what are the cartoons or whatever, where there's, like, the little angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other? Like, that really is, like, Palpatine's the devil on Anakin's yeah. shoulder, and then oh, Obi Wan's yeah. the <laughs> Palpatine's like, do it. That's do a it, good point. Do it. And then Obi-Wan's like, he's like, no, don't. <laughs> Think of the younglings. <laughs> Think of the younglings, yeah. <laughs> did they ever use Ray's Shield they to Clone Wars? Uh, I can't remember. In uh, the arc where Fives was going crazy because of what he discovered about the inhibitor chips and all the clones' brains, um, he actually traps Anakin and uh, Rex inside a ray shield in a warehouse when they go to speak to him privately. And then that's when all the other clones come right. in and, and they see the whole thing. And then they, he gets shot and, and sadly dies on the floor. Um, this is the first time that they meet Anakin and Grievous. They, they made sure the entire length of that Clone Wars show that these two characters never actually met officially. Yeah. I remember Floney talking about that. They specifically yeah. went out of the way to do that. And I gotta say, that must have been yes. really difficult to try to not make the same yeah. place at the same time. There was time. only one time where they kind of crossed paths, which was on Naboo, when Anakin gets captured and Dooku gets cap or sorry, Grievous gets captured by uh, by the Gungans, right? And uh, and then yeah, the, the Gungans. Gungans. And then they make a trade. So <laughs> Oh yeah. I always thought these Magna Guards were so cool. Yeah, they are. With their electro stabs. Yeah. It's like at last, something that can fight a Jedi lightsaber. <laughs> I think he regretted doing that too. Yeah. I think I, I read something or or, or uh, watched a behind the scenes interview or something like that where he said that he kind of regretted making something that could combat the lightsaber that wasn't the lightsaber. Yeah, I, oh, I, really? I, I think so. 
I mean, it makes sense. It has energy, and it's yeah. energy. But... Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Magna Guards because it's like it's as entertaining as it is watching them cut down like a bunch of useless and stupid droids. Like, like yeah. it's a more entertaining yeah. fight scene. And like we never really saw like in the original movies. Like they have the like um, what are the guys in the red oh, suits? Oh, the Royal and stuff? Guards. Like with the yeah, the Royal Guards. Guards. Yeah. Like we never really see them fight anyone like <laughs> we just see that, that amazing see shot just when yoda walks over. in the room yeah, and goes <laughs> and then they both go slamming up against the yeah. wall and, and they're done <laughs> yeah. just getting knocked yeah. out and that's it like you would never actually see like or that because they have like a force like pike yeah, exactly. or something like that is that how yeah. it works yeah, yeah, yeah so we pike. never see that get used i think that you only true. see them get used and in like I video games and stuff yeah and I think they look like way more menacing than like the Magna Guards even. Like I well, think the Magna Guards are pretty cool, but in Legends now, I guess it actually is just like a really short lightsaber at the end of the of the staff, right? Uh yeah, there's there's like um there's some sort of I think it's called a saber pike. They have something that looks very similar to yeah. those staffs that have a mini lightsaber that comes out on top. Um but aren't those just the force bikes? I, I think, I think no, it's you're, something you're else. pretty close because, like, the, uh, it is it is similar looking, but I think it's something different uh, because they do have variants of the royal guards. I think that do have those, and I believe they showed up in uh, okay. the Force Unleashed video games. I think they were cloaked in black, and then they had uh, like yeah. a saber. I yeah, do remember the force yeah, exactly. Games. They had, I think they were cloaked in black, and they had like a red visor or something. It was something like that, yeah. You know, now that I think of it, I'm kind of sorry. I'm kind of surprised they never added those uh, royal guards or whatever into Star Wars Battlefront. Like that would have been, been a really cool, cool yeah. character. With, they're, they're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to be pretty awesome combat like people. Yeah, like that was one of the things I liked about uh, uh, which we call it the second sequel or right. whatever. Uh, the last jedi because the what that was oh, like one of the my different favorite weapons scenes, and the like, praetorian the, guards yeah yeah the praetorian I, I do really fighting love and stuff that like scene. that's that my really, favorite really scene cool. in the whole movie that was cool yeah that was the best scene of the whole movie like oh. hands down we need to take a moment here guys yep. not to interject but there's about to be a dave filoni cameo dave filoni cameo oh really oh yeah Trumper, do you actually see his face? I, I think he's 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 one of these oh, pilots on the he? side. I know that for sure. Oh really? Yeah, I think he might have been the one with his face cover that, which is a shame. But I've seen uh, behind the scenes. Was it actually of it. Dave Filoni, yeah. or was it? Are you mean? Do you mean uh, like John Knoll? John Knoll, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, John Knoll's on uh, one of those ships. Yeah, because John Knoll. Um, I think John Knoll was also one of the uh, Naboo starfighter pilots in the Phantom Menace as well. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah, talked th about I that, didn't so. we? He was like one of the first ones. To I think die, he pointed think. him out. I think he only had like oh. one or two shots. That's hilarious. I know he's in one of the X-wing ships as well. Oh really? In like the newer, the newer films? I can't remember where it is, but I, I know for sure he's in one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. It's probably Rogue One. Oh yeah. right, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it was maybe in there. We had that discussion maybe at one point.
I don't know anyone else that would be so excited to chat with politicians. <laughs> <laughs> other than other than a naive oh child, just, what? Oh, yeah. man, like, I guess I guess it's just a little more than that. I guess like as a as a war hero, like he's kind of this. This is like the formal way of like taking credit for like all the success that they just had. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because I mean, the Jedi are in a very right, political exactly. position. Yeah. But on a side note, with the crazy politics that's just going around in the world in general right now, whenever someone brings it up, why don't you just quote yeah. Obi-Wan? Just be like, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not brave, brave enough for politics. politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody that's else great. has to be the poster boy. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness gracious, that is one very, very, very fat uh, Twi'lek. Yeah, that, he is the senator that represents all the Twi'leks on Ryloth. That's right, yeah. It's another guy that has is a leader and he looks different. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he's, he's like super four, different. He's, he's got, got four, four like who said two or three. That's right. And I remember reading on the Wikipedia about that that the more uh, tentacles you have, the more sexually attractive oh, you really? are to women. <laughs> so that's why he's always got all these like two like ladies around him all the time. His hands. So maiden. I think we see him uh, I can't remember which film, but yeah, he's got like like babes yeah. with him. I think it might be in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, you do see like two or three like looming around, and it's whenever you see him in the Senate chambers, he's normally got some uh, constituents or whatever. That's pretty funny. Also, I want to say that them hiding behind a pillar isn't no, very secretive. No, like she's All just chilling, waiting behind that entire entourage, and no one saw her. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> They're like making out like behind this pillar and like yeah. you know lovey dovey yeah. and like, nobody notices. And like you were just saying, like he's like a huge war hero yeah. and stuff like that, right? Like no, yeah. totally no one's like, gonna notice yeah, like this from, guy from like a from half a kilometer away because like the size of that platform, dude. Like you know, one of the uh, one of the maintenance guys, like, dude, it's 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 him, it's Skywalker. Hey, sir, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? Like, like look at the size of that room. Look at it. Oh my, it's it's not even a room. It's a freaking like huge coliseum. Yeah, it's really. It's it's hey hey, pardon me. Where are we gonna meet up yeah. at, after we get back? Hmm. Let's go to like the Senate because that's a really like. <laughs> I never think Palpatine pops up from behind a rock. He's like, I am the Senate. Yes, exactly. Do it. That's what he said right before he said, "Yeah, pergament." They did it. Oh my gosh! It's also worth noting, like Anakin's like genuine happiness for the news about he's not worried like he's like this is a happy moment no it's which a surprising, is surprising yeah it is he's a surprising thing could you imagine like any other like 25 year old like being told oh, oh yeah you're well be not even i like, think he's like he's supposed to be like 23 or something in this in this film oh wow yeah, because even when in the attack of the clones he's uh still like a late teenager and then after the clone wars is only three years long and then revenge of the sith is like the end of the clone Wars, so he's supposed to be just past his early 20 kind of thing like 22 gotcha. maybe 23 yeah oh wow it's yeah. Like super young, yeah, man. It's, that's crazy that's, uh but yeah, yeah as a guy i guess like because he never exactly, had a father exactly. right as a so, guy who like, never had a father like for him this is like a really special moment because he gets to be what he never had 
Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Like, because yeah, I'd, I'd never had really like thought about that yeah. that much. But how important that well, it, that and it is was important because it is the only thing that brings him back from the dark side. Yeah, it's that's a, that's such that's a good point. True. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave Filoni actually <laughs> brought this up, I think, at one point. Um, but I know a lot of fans have also like speculated. I've speculated on it too, is as to whether or not Ahsoka would have been able to bring back Vader, and she never. She she. Who's Ahsoka? Um, Anakin's apprentice, and uh, and she never. Oh, she yeah, never yeah. did. Like like we do have that face off that happens in Rebels, and and she she fails to right. snap him yeah. out of that that mood of have of like needing to kill her to get this completion right yeah Vader's not taken aback by it at all like he's just ready to yeah totally there's only out. a glimpse like a flicker of anakin when she cuts his mask and and you see his eye and you see you hear the mix of james earl jones and matt lanter playing the voice of anakin skywalker it's a very very cool oh, moment and uh, and cool. she and he says ahsoka like in his like mixed tone voice and it's very impactful but uh, but yeah, she says, uh, she says, I, I'm not going to leave you. And then, and then he goes full Vader again. And he goes, then he says, then you will die. Just to and start. then that's it. Right. Yeah. But with Luke, he, he gives him a chance and he gives, and then he saves his life at the end and then saves his own because he gets redeemed. So yeah, like that whole moment with Padme is like the key to everything, which is why his happiness is so genuine and not filled with worry. So I remember reading one of the books for like I think it's supposed to take place between Empire Strikes Back and and uh, New Hope, mm-hmm. and through that entire section, like he's trying to find Luke to try to convert him to the dark side to be his apprentice. Oh, was this uh, one of the expanded universe novels? Yeah. I feel like it is because uh, in the canon, I think they kind of turned it in into the, the canon, comics, they, right? They've rewritten things, so he actually discovers that Luke is his son after the events of a new hope yeah that's what it was in the novels as well i yeah. think the old ones yeah he he actually tracks he he gets he hires boba fett to uh track down the guy who who blew up the death star and uh mm. and right yeah i remember that because he, he goes to uh yeah Bacon and he's and at the very beginning like vader fights luke and he realizes that luke has his lightsaber like the skywalker saber right and and he's like, where did you oh, get yeah. this? And then the roof crumbles in, and they get separated. But Luke gets the saber back, and he runs away. So he hires Boba Fett to actually track him down. And then as soon as like the arc of that that comic run was was over, um, Boba Fett walks away with nothing other than one name. And so he confronts Vader about it, and he says, "I only got a name, Skywalker." And Vader realizes that he has a son, and it flashes back to that moment where he's speaking with Padme on the Senate building. And yeah. and then he cracks the window shield with the force, and he's looking out at the vast, like hundreds of star destroyers in space, and then he goes, "It'll all be mine," and I love it so much. It's one of the best comics that's ever been written from that whole lineup, because it's the moment that he realizes that he has a chance at not only killing the emperor, who he at this point hates for what he, all the crap that oh, he's been through. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He's, um, he's been. It, there's no way he does know how he was completely oh, manipulated. Of course. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. He, he still, he still, he, he still lives no to serve. Options. But at this point, he's looking for a way to, to, um, 
undermine him, right? And then take over, take over what yeah. Palpatine's achieved. And so he realizes that this is his chance to actually like do that successfully because it's his son, right? Like he's got his power. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That's pretty cool. It's like I never finished that comic series, but I remember reading the first part of it and I just remember being really annoyed that they made Luke and Vader have a confrontation yeah. at all. Because I'm like, it kind of ruins the confrontation. Empire Strikes Back as being their well, first. Well, that's the thing, though, is like, if it was, then, because there is this, there is this moment when 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 Luke does like pull out his lightsaber to fight Vader. Um, it's like there is a bit of a familiarity between them, but but not that right. much because he doesn't know that he's his father, but Vader does. So, at some point along the way, he's like discovered this news, and it has to have been because of something, right? Um, so I love how they actually filled that gap and like they actually made that all make sense because if you think about it It's like well at the end of episode four like Luke kills blows the Death Star Vader has no idea who it is and uh, And then the next movie he's like I'm your son, but he has no idea what he looks like <laughs> Right I think this came up in the last commentary when we talked about Anakin's mother, but um, when he was speaking with Padme about his dream, like about his nightmare of uh, Padme dying, and now this whole sequence with Yoda. He's talking to Padme about uh, his mother. Yeah, like the yeah. fear of loss, is, like you know, is is exactly like what he's so afraid of because because he's you know he vows in Attack of the Clones that this is not going to happen again. No one else. Yeah, and he, and, he, and, yeah. and he says to it, he makes and, a promise at, at when he's kneeling at his mother's grave. He says, like, I'm sorry I wasn't strong enough to save you, Mom, but I promise yeah. I'm not going to let it happen again. So he is like... It's true. It, and like that's, that was kind of like yeah, the very first it steps, is his, right? It, it is his obsession that. that actually, you know, yeah, it's his, his fear of loss, right? And... and, and What's actually kind of funny is that's exactly why the Jedi Order didn't want to take him is because he'd be, yeah. he was too old and yeah, he already exactly. had attachments. He already knew what it was like to, to love somebody, right? Yeah. So to think if they had just followed what uh, Yoda had originally said in Phantom Menace, then a lot of this could yeah, have been exactly. avoided. <laughs> Just let him talk, boy. <laughs> yeah.
I am depending yeah, on this you. is what, what? Kind of, <laughs> what was that so sorry what kind of interests me about like the dynamic between Anakin and Palpatine or, or just like in how Anakin is allowed to basically just go around and do what he wants basically like I don't know like how often like the Jedi Order puts like restrictions because at this point he's not is he a Jedi a Knight yet or is he still yeah. an apprentice Okay, yeah, because they give him so much freedom yeah. to do whatever he wants. Like, I mean, he's sleeping over with Padme. He's going and hanging out at the Senate whenever he wants. He's hanging out with Palpatine mm -hmm. whenever he wants. Like, does he just, like, is there just no accountability? Like, that for someone that they put so much importance on as, like, potentially the chosen one and he's a war hero and stuff like that, like, they kind of shot themselves in the foot, like, giving him so much uh freedom yeah, and stuff like that is, like he's they're not prisoners to the temple right like they they do have like vacation time and <laughs> actually in the clone wars uh there's an arc where anakin does talk about how he has like some vacation time or something between deployments <laughs> yeah and oh, it's, really? the, it's the same funny. arc that uh he gives uh his lightsaber to padme to prove that he's like this weapon is my life this is you know this is serious to me you hold on to this and then Cad Bane and a bunch of bounty hunters like take over the Senate building and then he's stuck without oh, no. it. And uh, yeah, it's in the, the it's the very tail end of season one. It's uh, season one, episode 22. So. Wow. How yeah. very specific. <laughs> it's, it's a case you guys ever want to check it out. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Anakin is capable without it. I remember him. When they were in Grievous's lair, he decided to use the blaster pistols for whatever oh, reason. Yeah, yeah. It like shows off, like destroying everything. Yeah, he's he's pretty angered about this moment where they they give him a seat on yeah. the council, but they don't make him the master. Like... Well, it's like this weird gray area, right? So it's probably very confusing. Plus. Like, could you imagine everyone telling you you're the chosen one for your entire life? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just the narcissism that would oh, cause, yeah. right? Absolutely. So yeah, he's a war hero. He get he's basically is doing what he wants. Like he's with uh, like a yeah. princess or whatever. Or I guess she's not a princess at this point. Um, and as a Jedi, you're virtually a superhero. It's like yeah. unstoppable, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Just like. Like he's literally, he is physically better than everyone yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like physically superior to everyone else. Like even his peers, like he's better. He's superior he to most of his own peers. Quite a bit in uh, in the Clone Wars. Like I do like how they did that. Like they made him this kind of, you know, cocky, arrogant. Yeah, arrogance. arrogant, cocky <laughs> kind of kind of attitude. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you just think about his life, it. He really couldn't be any yeah. other way. Uh, totally. Because, I mean, even as a slave, he was pretty cocky, right? So they're attached yeah. to me. Like, oh, yeah, I do Like, a <laughs> Trying to pick up this chick who's, like, 15 years yeah. older than him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, literally, like, what, what did they say, too? That, like, no human has ever done the pod race? Yeah, that's right. He's the yeah. only human. Yeah, he's like, I'm the only human who could do it. Things that they give him though, right? Because he's like that, but then he's also incredibly kind and like you know loves the people that matter to him, right? Like he's 
He's like a really good True. mix of this cocky, overly confident kind of guy, but but he's also got this very emotional underlayer to him. Yeah. Also, I never thought about it before, but it seems like a lot of these cancel cancel scenes and stuff. It almost feels like Mace Windu is actually the head of the council, not like Yoda. Yeah, he because uh, he does a I, lot I more of speaking. that. Mace Windu is the um, the master of the order, and then uh, the Grand Master is is Yoda or something like that. There's like a diff different uh, yeah. There's like okay, two different so positions. I think. Yoda's like what eight, like over eight hundred years old at this point. Like yeah. I feel like the old guys yeah. probably like said enough in his day that he, he let lets the younger guys yeah. kind of run the show. Yeah. <laughs> too tired, yes, too tired to speak to council. <laughs> Need my that <laughs> This is a crazy yes, thing for because her to it's say. All true. Yeah. But like with her character arc, like this is very count like it's yeah. totally flipped to uh, like the the start yeah, of the Yeah, because war, she right? was like I mean even through the show like she's been such a republic kind of perfect you know like a a perfect representative of like what somebody with the true intentions of, of for the republic has right and and now she's really yeah, starting absolutely. to doubt the leadership and it's kind of recent like if you can just follow her through the entire clone Wars series uh she kind of holds true to that right until obviously yeah. the final season where she starts to i think she she learned some stuff if i'm not mistaken starts to question what's going yeah, on yeah she has her yeah she has her own doubts uh towards the end of the show but yeah it's 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 definitely after the clovis arc where she realizes that there's uh secret bank accounts that are being like siphoned and stuff. right yeah, yeah that's what it is um she starts digging around um yeah, the, and obviously she she's She's also going through the same as what as what a lot of the characters are, is they're starting to realize, like, hey, something's going on here, something more than just this two-sided war. Mm -hmm. We're going to see George George Lucas's character in just a moment here. Yeah, uh, yeah I was there, just there thinking George is in here. Bottom left-hand corner, and that's his daughter. Yeah, yeah, bottom left. That's right, George that's Lucas. Lucas. Oh, yep. the blue people? The blue, yeah. He's the one on the right with the big hat. <laughs> uh, and then hilarious. they... And then they uh, were one of the races in the very early Clone Wars yeah. episodes, yep. too, right? Uh, the, yeah. From, uh, the one Pan, that's uh, okay. Pantorin, yeah, that's right. So right here we see, sorry, uh, yep, go for bit it. of a different tangent, but here we see the royal yep. guards in the background. Like, how would that not have alarmed the Jedi to order in any way, shape, or form that suddenly the leader of the Republic is starting to get, like, highly trained professional <laughs> soldiers that well, literally have weapons meant the thing, to counter? They were also in the, in, the, in the background in Attack of the Clones as well, uh, I believe. Oh, were they or were they still senatorial I, guards at that point? I believe they're in I, that film. I think. I think they're in Phantom Menace as well, but yeah. not with Palpatine. They're with the other guy. Because at the start of this one, I know we saw a few senatorial guards and stuff like that, like when they came back from the, the battle and stuff. Uh, yes, uh, I have a screenshot okay. of them from uh, from 
one of the, yeah one of the earlier films here. It's on their their Wikipedia page. Um, so yeah, they okay. are they but they're very like, you know, silent and stand near the walls, which are red as well. So they're hard to notice at times. But yeah, Attack of the Clones, I think was it looks like their first appearance. Um, okay, then, maybe I'm mistaken. At least that's just going off Wikipedia. It's like is this Palpatine or Trump right here. <laughs> oh, I'm not brave enough for politics. We're gonna build a grand army of the Republic, and it's gonna be huge. <laughs> this is one of the greatest like scenes ever. He, he kind of. I just don't get sorry I I don't really understand like how how it is that he can be so like uh aloof and defiant around the Jedi and stuff like that but then when he's talking with Palpatine like he's mentally like stumped basically like yeah. he Palpatine's just going on and on and he just doesn't isn't there's no challenge to anything that he say I mean I don't know like how intimate he, like their relationship is like as a, friends and stuff I like, think that. like that. Palpatine kind of Took yeah. on a father figure for him. Yeah, exactly. So basically, you know, like your father, especially when you're young or whatever, you already need help. You're just not, you're going to take everything they say at their word. You're not really going to question yeah. one of it, right? And, yeah, and, that's you know, a good and he point. calls yeah. his son all the time. He's like, I need your help, son. Hold on. We got to, we, we got to, oh, yeah. we got to pay attention to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plagius, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, hook, line, and sinker, dude. I like, know, right? Like, it's, it's like, this is literally everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> like, it tells him exactly everything he wants to hear, and yeah. it's just, huh? Huh? What? It's also, maybe that's because of those thoughts that he didn't really question it. But yeah. just the fact that Palpatine knows any of this should just be like a major yeah, red flag. Totally. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I like kind of the, the disdain there because it, it Pal or Palpatine's the one that killed him, right? Darth Plagueis? Is that still canon? I think I, still I think it's alluded to that it's still canon, yeah. It's still, okay. Because that makes so much more sense if he just, like, you know, is, yeah, disdain, like, kind of, like... The, one of the best Star Wars books ever written is just, the Darth Plagueis book. 
I agree. It gives oh, it, it gives I've an incredible amount of one. context to the uh, the political side of the Phantom Menace, um, as well as uh, yeah, as well as his rise to power from from being just a, a guy on Naboo at one point. Can, can you text me the name of the book? Yeah, I kind of want to uh, find Darth it now. Plagueis. I'll I'll just uh, I'll send it to you. If you if you do a quick Google search though, you'll you'll find it right away. Yeah, I'm sure. It's super good. I really enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Honestly, yeah. it is probably one of the best Star Wars novels ever created, especially for the the prequel era. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And I got to touch on it. If they had made Snoke Plagueis, I think it, it would have made it would have made them so, so much, better. much better. I would have made it so much so more interesting much i mean last jedi still would have been completely stupid if they killed him off <laughs> yeah yeah i mean well not if he, if he was if he was playing he could have came back for me right? for me it would have saved <laughs> episode seven a lot more um and then it really yeah. would have because i think that was one of my main complaints is that not just that they killed him but that they killed him and we knew yeah. so little about him yeah we really knew absolutely nothing like it's until so the skywalker like the city kind of explains it away like sort yeah. of like he really barely even puts effort into it like it was I, just really i hate pathetic. the fact that so, he was just true. like this this thing like this creature from a test Pop tube it. that like Palpatine just made just to yeah. control him yeah. remotely through he's the force like, like waste the time. He's yeah like it them. doesn't make yeah. any sense I know Sorry. like like, like uh, I kind of blame Pablo for this to be honest because like when JJ was trying to come up with ideas and he like he had this all together Pablo could have been like yeah just do one thing just change this guy's name from Snoke to Plagueis and make it so he can save himself from death. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it. it came up. And everyone would like I'm it sure so it much more. It probably came up, but it was probably one of those things like the Tie Fighter and the X-wing on Exegol. It was just a director's call, right? Yeah, probably. Like, those directors are yeah. given so much Honestly, freedom, unlike unlike the Marvel directors, are. which Kevin Feige has a very close working relationship with them. Uh, the the uh, yeah. directors for all of the the Star Wars films have been given way too much freedom. Agreed. Yeah, uh, honestly, they need one person to be writing yeah. the story all the way through, or at least one like. Yeah, group they need of a consistent vision, and unlike together. Marvel, they don't think like five years ahead. They were thinking one movie at a time. Yeah, man, it's, it it's such, such a mess, mess, man. I don't even know how. Yeah. Every all those movies are so different, and the like. It, that's what annoys me so much is that like the characters are all the same characters, but like <laughs> their their progression progression changes so much with each movie. Like with the first one, like the characters develop and stuff like that. Like it was like the movie itself wasn't super say, original, but it was fine. But then in the second yeah. one, they uh, the characters themselves for like what they were created, like their baseline characters, like you get the hotshot pilot you got the ex stormtrooper yeah. and you get like the scavenger girl right like those at at their start and kind of their core are actually really interesting characters that haven't really been explored right. too in depth right i mean you get wedge and stuff but there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. yeah there. there really is I mean, definitely you know, I, I mean they are what they are i stand yeah. by that if they just changed it to plagueis it would have not only uh, created a more interesting villain, but it would have tied all of the Skywalker saga yes, together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I just want to say to uh, to though that like one of my favorite things about this movie is like the different like uh battles and environments and stuff like that they're in like we just saw kashik like a minute ago which is like probably one of like the coolest uh like war like sequences and stuff like that that i think we see in like all the movies other than like maybe i thought it was indoor too (laughs) 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 they got camouflaged dude they're so (laughs) (laughs) that's true i do like how they give the troopers custom paint in this one yeah, and then like on on what is it, Utapa as well, uh, Utapa or whatever they call it. Uh, uh, they have yellow. I think that's just because it's Cody's orange and stuff like it's that. Cody's group, yeah. Oh right, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know anything about that, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look that way, but it's all because they're all part of Obi Wan's Legion, and then all of Anakin's are yeah, the two twenty second Legion, yeah, and five oh first, yeah. The, the five oh the legendary five oh first six battlefront two <laughs> the Jedi Slayers. I like that in so the original Star Wars Battlefront two game. They actually have you kill Luke Skywalker on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that line that he has, uh, I want more. That's like the best Jeff meme ever. <laughs> <laughs> But I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I want. I, I can see you, you just like looking at some cookies. I want, I want more. more. <laughs> but, but I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Like, would you like another sli- slice of pie? Yeah. I want more. But I know I shouldn't. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this in the last movie, but the external uh, hyperspace engines for the fighters. Oh, yeah. Such a cool yeah, idea. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was really, cool really cool, design. too. Yeah. Oh, hey, quick thing, Josh, you're super quiet for me all of a sudden. Oh, I'm not really sure. I was going to say that, too. That's a little bit better. <laughs> That's me when the neighbors pull up to my apartment here. <laughs> <laughs> That's me when I see when someone park too close to my truck. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, young uh, <laughs> these guys have such a cool design too i mean yeah. they're super high collars and like right. corduroy face mm-hmm. yeah they're yeah, like they- monks or something right uh they're like Josh- monastic <laughs> which, which guys the, the the guys on utapau yeah, yeah the, the, the ones. Um, yeah, I I don't really know a whole lot about them, honestly. Other than one of them becomes, uh, what they called now. The Jedi oh, hunters. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Which, which was that from again? Uh, right. Oh, it's right. from Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Grand, the Grand Inquisitor, like, of course. Yeah. Uh, or something. Yeah. Inquisitor. Yeah, that's, that's the right. name. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like the design of this planet with all like the skeletal bones and stuff, like everything like they're all they all live in like these bored out tunnels. Sinkholes and or yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cool design. Georgia was actually really clever with that. Yeah. 
George did a really good job with most of the planets in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, like, even though it's, like, sort of a deserty planet or whatever, like, they still make it, like, different and interesting enough. Yeah, totally. There's there's a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I feel like I'm just watching the same thing like we did with, like, Force Awakens on Jakku or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I feel wow, like it's wow, it's wow. games like like Jedi Fallen Order and <laughs> uh, and like the confirmation of Starkiller Base is Ilum just makes that place more interesting than it used to be because it used to be just another snow planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to quickly touch on something I didn't notice for the longest time is where they are right now. There's a wide shot of kind of showing their base. That's one of the the giant balls that took off at the end of Attack yeah, of the Clones. Yeah, the the they're like that's like the, the control, control yeah, section or whatever for their battleships, right? Design, yeah, yeah. When they're like launching off. Yeah. Like it's just like a, a half second you see it, and like I think a lot of people it's look like over and they don't recognize the that. Mountain, like right? it's one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's cool. really cool. It's a, it is it's a good yeah. throwback. Mm. it's a nice touch up it also explains like all the different control panels everywhere but i feel like it's something that they actually built to be in this thing like it's like it's like the same people that designed those trade federation ships also designed this base because there's so many like exterior platforms that probably wouldn't be there if it was um like a space uh, ship yeah hello there (laughs) <laughs> All too easy. <laughs> I have to say, this battle, I was so let down after watching the original animated series right. that came out before the 2D it. 2D one? Like, Grievous kills. Yeah, the 2D one, where Grievous kills, like, six or seven Jedi by mm. himself <laughs> with no lightsabers. Yeah, I, also, I also feel like oh, the gosh. budget of this movie definitely could have called for at least some variant of uh, the models of the lightsabers that he's holding. Like, he's clearly yeah, holding the I same mean... design as, as Anakin's lightsaber <laughs> and Obi-Wan's lightsaber. That's really funny. Yeah. I've actually yeah. never noticed that. Neither have I. It's It's just the same hilt. That's hilarious. You think that would break cannon? (laughs) But when he pulls back his cloak earlier, it it was different lightsabers. Like at the beginning of the movie when they're still on the He's got a whole bunch, and I know from the Clone Wars episode, Grievous' lair, that he's got multiple. But look there, see that one? That one's Obi-Wan's. And then look at the top one that he's got, the blue one. Uh, that's Anakin's lightsaber. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely Anakin's. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Josh would know. Yeah. It's, it's always confused me. I'm like, why? Like he, like yeah. they got their lightsabers hey, the back. Like that's dude. You gotta just tweet Pablo and be like, why does, why does Jenna Grievous have <laughs> Obi Wan's and Anakin's yeah, lightsaber? Yeah, at this point, Please he's probably tired of answering that one. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I believe it. 
This is an amazing yeah, render. It really is. His eyes are so eyes. They spent so much time making that look like just yeah. perfect. It looks. It still holds Must up so well. It looks so good. Get that one finished. Oh, I believe it. How do you like Grievous' wheel bike? It's so cool. Yeah. It's different. Kinda. It's kind of goofy. It, it looks. I feel like it's almost stylized after those new tanks, the water it, tanks. See, to me, it looks yeah. like yeah. A, a, like a vehicle version of the Hailfire droids that we just never really see again after Episode 2. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, at the wheels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy that just falls off. It's funny. It's funny that it has legs yeah. and it's a giant wheel. Because you think it could get away with just yeah, having yeah. one or the other. I know. This lands yeah. right next to Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth noting that this scene as soon as Anakin leaves, it's the same moment that Ahsoka walks into the hologram and uh, would, oh, yeah, yeah, would right. talk to these same characters here from her end of the story. Yeah, they tie that together yeah. so well. Like, when we watched the Clone Wars episodes interlinked mm -hmm. with the movie, it's it was, so like, seamless. seamless. Yeah, they're literally talking about a coup right now. Like, it's a perfectly yeah. natural thing that they'll just mm -hmm. have to do. Like, he's looking at the Death Star plan. Oh, they like, don't right even know. Desk there. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, hey, like, It's well, even on the, look, was, look at the tables, look it. at the coffee tables yeah. in the background. It's even got, he's even got little, like, areas, like, it's, like, yeah. in the furniture already. He's, like, so stoked about his new toy. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. It's all set up. Oh my gosh. Was it already under construction at this point yeah, or not yet? It, well, it started construction. Uh, look, there it is. See? See? Like, right right where Anakin's it's, standing, the yeah. coffee table behind him. It's yeah. got like a, like a Death Star looking like design the, on the front. A frame, yeah. Is it a Death Star? Is that just some random symbol? Yeah, it also kind of looks like a Pokeball. So it's it could probably be just a random symbol. We're probably reading into <laughs> yeah. this too much. <laughs> like, to me, it looks like some sort of like newscast oh, yeah, maybe. symbol. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> CBS or whatever. <laughs> or that. They don't trust you, Anakin. They just made you a member of their council and a war hero. And like, they, don't, they don't trust you, though. So these statues in the room in the corners supposedly are the same statues that they made giant, massive stone versions of in The Rise of Skywalker that uh, you see when Kylo Ren first comes down into Exegol and realizes that the Emperor is alive. Oh, interesting. Huh. I didn't mm -hmm. realize they pulled from that. And that thing on the shelf over there, that, that urn-looking thing, I think we only got a brief glimpse of it over Anakin's shoulder. I think you can buy that from Galaxy's Edge. 
That thing. That thing right there. That thing right there. <laughs> That's yeah. so random. Like, just just so you know, that vase that no, I never would have noticed, by the way, if you hadn't told me. Yeah, I could buy that. Yeah. You could yeah. buy that for only $499.99. I want that mural behind yes. them or whatever with the whatever battle scene. I want I want, I want those lights. Those lights on the wall with kind of the background. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That mural. That one right there. That's the one Ooh, that, I want. That's good. Yeah. I have no idea who's in that mural and stuff. Like, or the, or oh, I guess there's two of them. There. That's I like that one more because it's got like some dino lizard in it. But just I don't know who's fighting who. Taken from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I don't know who's fighting who, but it's got dinosaurs and people are killing each other. So that's the mural I want. Come on, <laughs> kids Disney. growing up, kids Make growing it. up are gonna be like, "Hey, Dad, what's that mural on the wall?" I'm gonna be like. Only a Sith one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, that is the most random thing for Disney yeah, to make for purchase. It is. That it is. Phase. You can also buy. Mini, you can also buy a it's Sith almost... obelisk uh, and four miniature models of those t- statues I pointed out that are about like yay high, like yeah. you know, about a foot tall, maybe half a foot tall. What was it? What was that thing we talked about? I can't remember if it was during the Mandalorian or something else. That ice cream maker that you oh, talked yeah, about. Oh yeah, the 1970s ice cream maker. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So Is in the Mandalorian, in the Mandalorian, they, they made that. Uh, they gave that a purpose as kind of a fan service thing, and uh, it's it's like a carrying case. Like you can store valuables inside of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very fun. Oh my stuff. gosh. I mean, yeah. It's so random though. Yeah, but for years and years, people were just laughing like everyone's gonna die on, on like Best Band. This yeah. guy's like running away and he's carrying yeah. like an ice cream maker. Yeah, it is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, the most important thing a, to grab, he's got to get his ice cream. It's almost as if the like the movie went onto like a second scale of like okay, like they're getting everyone involved, including like the catering services, and uh, that's their prop. That's what they had, you know. So it's like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, funny. hey, we need some yeah. extras running around. Uh, let's get the ice cream guy in the back alley. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I like how seriously we're taking, like, basically one of the most important turning points of the movie. Like, Palpatine fessing up that he's a Sith Lord to Anakin, and we're just like, ice cream galaxy's makers and, merchandise. <laughs> and Foxes and the Galaxy's Edge merchandise. Like, <laughs> it's so awesome. I like that he just like ceases to speak. This is like random gargling noises. Yeah. yeah. I always found that last minute grab that he that he has there so awkward. Because yeah. it looks he like he's, no, no because he looks like he up. rolls off, and then in the next shot you see him reach up and grab the ledge. Yeah. Oh, I, I see always found it kind of strange. Just a weird edit. I'm Obi Wan. This is probably one of my favorite like death scenes. <laughs> like, cool. uh, of all like the villains to die, like this one is probably is really the coolest. Cool. Yeah, I think the time you see a Jedi, this is like the only time you see a Jedi use the blaster in any of the movies. I think too. Other than like Ray or whatever in the Luke, new ones. Luke uses oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, he uses the. What is it? The DL44, the same one as Han Solo? <clears throat> is which, it? Wait, I thought one? it was different. That... 
No, he has the same one. I think he uses a different one at some point, but and I know in Empire Strikes Back, he has the same one as Han Solo. <clears throat> Josh, we're talking about if Luke has the same blaster pistol oh, as Han Solo. Um, no, I think it's different, actually. I think it's different. It's like, is it? Slightly, it's like I thought it was different. the same because it's the same desi- uh, design. At least in Empire Strikes Back, I'm pretty sure it's the same. I thought it was more sleek. Actually, in Empire really Strikes large, Back, I think, like right. a, I, think it, I think it might be the same, but in the other movies, it's it might be different. Yeah. Or it's at least it's very well, similar. Well, in Return of the Jedi, I don't think he really uses a blaster pistol. I'm looking at the figure behind me, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure uh, it out. I don't think he does either. It does look yeah. very similar. See, like Mace Windu. Yeah, because it's like that. It's that Mauser. Or so, like I'm sorry, I know the literal gun that it's based off of. So that's yeah. what I kind of. Um, it's, it's based off like a Mauser C96, and then they slapped a scope on the side of it. Mace yeah, Windu yeah. has never really trusted Anakin through like the whole Clone Wars show. Like, there's always been a little bit of skepticism towards towards Skywalker, just like with the random, like spontaneous. The way that Anakin is spontaneous, you know, it, it doesn't agree with him very very much, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like in that moment, like that's why. That one line that he says, like, if what you've told me is true, like, you will have gained my trust. Um, because he doesn't trust Anakin very much. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's what kind of interests me, too, is, like, I don't know why they even felt the need to put him on the council in this movie. Because he's not he's not a master. He's yeah. very young. He has, like, more, like, conflicts of interest than any of the other Jedi. Yeah, so that's far. so true. And, and, like, they've never liked him from the beginning. They didn't even want him to be an apprentice, like, at the very start. Yeah. Like, no, they've they never trusted oh, him. Oh, but we want did it against their will. So, like, I mean, why would they put him in any position where they would have to put like an overwhelming amount of like faith and trust in him like even yeah, I mean, getting like, the spy on palpatine it's kind of a if they don't trust him to begin with why would they yeah, let him do it <laughs> why trust anything he says to begin with like they they literally have like kind of cut their own foot off or, or their own heads off at this point because like they've don't trust him but they put like all like they put so much like in his hands What's funny to think of is just on the line of Mace Windu saying, if, this is, if what you told me is true, you've gained my trust. That in itself means they've literally never trusted him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not Up until this point. Ways. And I, I think he's just speaking for himself in that moment because, uh, because Anakin did have a moment earlier yeah. where, with Padme, right? Where, where uh, Padme's like, they trust you with your, their lives. And then you know he feels different about yeah but that's that is that's true. from a, a biased perspective yeah. of a biased wife who doesn't actually know them at well, all at least but she is one of the few senators that that actually works very closely with the jedi at times but oh my goodness okay this, this opening it is, is the weakest part of the yeah, entire this, this movie opening fight scene, oh yeah this made me this was really annoying so too more potential. Yeah, like these these like jedi masters and they're just taken out like yeah. school children. I've always, I've always like to the floor with too. them. But yeah. It's like, uh, like I know, uh, through the behind the scenes and stuff, I know what George was trying to do. He was trying to make Palpatine look <laughs> super. That guy's just looking at the vase. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> literally not even like three seconds into this fight scene he's already killed two like th- two or three of them like or his first two swings the first yeah. he just like 
He does like a like a like yeah. a stab, right? Yeah. Well, stands in front of him. Instantly kills the... two of them. Well, yeah. apparently this fight scene, last minute George Lucas changed his mind and didn't want to use the stunt guy that was gonna play um, Ian McDermott's character, and then they would have done the same thing they do with Christopher Lee, where they had a stunt guy do the fight and then they just CG the head on top of the body, right? So he changed his mind uh, and he's right. like, "No, I want Ian to do the fight." And uh, I guess I guess it entailed uh, different camera angles and cuts that he wouldn't have had before. It'd be different choreography for sure because Ian obviously isn't a young man and wouldn't be able to yeah, do anything exactly. crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that being the exception right there, that flip. But um, yeah, I was gonna say he's like kind of hobbling around and then he just yeah, does this random yeah. backflip. <laughs> so I mean, aside from that though, like a lot of this, he actually did himself like and it was like on this like the the day before two days or something like that before the actual um uh filming day for this uh they you know they got word oh we're actually gonna need ian for this like we have to actually train him in the choreography and do something that makes something that oh, works wow. kind of thing for him so it makes me yeah. wonder if that also do they ever explain why he didn't use his second lightsaber no, they never do they they just revealed in clone wars that he's actually a dual wielder and then yeah he uses what? Two, yeah he uses two sabers and he's extremely yeah. competent because, oh, because wow. later, no way. Take, his lightsaber takes gets kicked out the window here, Press. and then he, it, later in the film he whips yeah. out another one right to fight yoda a second one yeah who mace palpatine. windu or palpatine Pal no no Mace Windu's not around later, dude. <laughs> no, yeah. So, well, you said that's, that's not true. So I was like, that's not true, <laughs> because Samuel Jackson asked George, like, "Hey, George, can I be alive?" It's like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" <laughs> so Mace Windu does live. We just in, never in, hear in what Samuel happens. Jackson's mind, he's probably still alive. <laughs> Also, just the fact that as he's being as Palpatine's being electrocuted, he just gets a giant like butt in his yeah. forehead. <laughs> I've always kind of wondered about that. Like, I remember going to this movie in the theater when it first came out. And I went for my birthday, and uh, one of my buddies next to me just turned the scene, just starts laughing so hard. <laughs> he's a butt-headed man. <laughs> he's a butt-headed. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we were like twelve or thirteen right. or whatever, right? But that's pretty funny. It's true. Like he gets a it giant butt funny. on his yeah. forehead. It's pretty funny. Yeah. This is the turning point for Anakin. Yeah. See, there, there, there. Oh yeah, and then Mace Windu's lightsaber yeah. also falls out the window. Like, yeah. <laughs> I forget how many it is, but somebody counted how many times there's a, a camera angle of a lightsaber just like falling. And it's like <laughs> there there's a lot is. in this movie. <laughs> it's like, it's like eight, nine times. Alone has so, two uh, or three or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Mace Windu. Dude, I love, I love Palpatine in this movie. Like he's so such a gurgly, raspy. Like he's almost yeah. like Smeagol to me at this point. He's like, yeah. He just, uh, what's his name? Dada Force. Sam Witwer actually described it super well because he started doing the voice of Palpatine in 
in mm. uh, Rebels. And he was saying, Palpatine just revels in being evil. He's just like <laughs> so proud of himself being evil. That yeah. Basically, you just try to be as evil as you possibly can. Like, that's right. kind of the persona. And yeah. so to, it's like, true, because there's, yeah. there's hardly any voice that sounds more evil. Personality of him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather makes that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Like while he's awake or while he's like lounging around on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, intermittently. Just if you just like stop conversation for a moment, you'll just hear in the background. Instead of, uh, instead of Pops, you call him Palps. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. Right. He's so happy to be evil. Like he's always in a good mood. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, Republic. <laughs> it's kind of funny how quickly he gets Sith yeah. roles. He's like, oh, well, they know. I might as well just put them on. Yeah, just like been, he just had a little uh, box or drawer under on the side of his desk. He's just like, yeah. oh, finally. Yeah, I've been saving these for a long time. Just like, grab that out of a drawer. He just picked it up. He just picked, he just picked it up. It up put them on. Like transition. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he keeps them under a drawer or something <gasps> like that. At least it's better than the, the clothes magically appearing on him when he gets his life back. <laughs> I had a huge problem with that. <laughs> I think he was handed to it by one of the Sith acolytes like on the between side. Between cuts of him like restoring his own life. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, there's a guy that like, shuffles away. We're gonna have to scroll through it and check, but I'll bring that up when we when yeah, we get to I'm that. I'm pretty movie, sure there's a guy there. <laughs> okay, it's kind of crazy to me, and this, this that scene there, like how he just drops everything to be yeah. I'm part of the Sith like he forsakes literally all his values so he's willing to make the Senate now or the like the Republic now an authoritarian empire he's willing to literally wipe out everyone in the Jedi I mean, Temple just struggling of with it, there's tears in his eyes through all of this but at the same time um, 
He's doing yeah, it because he loves Padme. He's doing Padme, it for that so. power that he's been deceived into believing that he's going to have after he he does all this stuff, yeah. right? Because by the end of this movie, he claims to Padme, like after what he's done, he says like, "I have the power to uh, like we can do whatever we want." Like I, you know, you. like like uh, with uh, with uh, you're safe with my new powers or, or whatever he says, right? Like. Like he is yeah. honestly, he truly believes that what he's doing is in the good intention of saving Padme's life. But then he goes too far down yeah. that line. But he he can't he can't yeah. bring himself to let go, and and that's exactly what Yoda warns him against earlier in the in the movie, yeah. where Yoda says you have to let go of your fear of of losing that what you care about, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because, like, in those uh, comics you had me read uh, the about uh, Vader yeah. and stuff like that, like, it's so apparent in those, too, like, how everything still, even after he's, like, become mutilated and stuff like that, and Padme's already been long dead, it's still everything revolves around uh, Padme and finding a way to, yeah, to exactly. see her again. The transition between this movie and that comic series is, is really well done. And then even into the Vader Immortal series, mean, he's still trying to bring her back. I don't mean to interject here, but I think we should talk about yeah. Order 66 and the transition from when this movie came out to yeah. the Clone Wars series. Because when this movie first came out, the transition of just getting this order from Palpatine and all the clones just like turning mm -hmm. on their Jedis, Jedi Masters, or their generals, that they've been like living and you know sharing meals with yeah. and befriended for like yeah, three, exactly. or three years or whatever it was it just felt so unnatural i remember there's several novels that tried to like kind of explain that and like the uh, turmoil and the two-way side of it and bringing in the 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 mm -hmm. new clones that were bred specifically to do this as the original generation was yeah. uh, killed off but then how clone wars explained it with that brain chip yeah which makes so much more sense because they're not in control of their yeah. actions right like and it explains why palpatine's calling every single individual clone commander to actually accomplish this goal yeah yeah i don't i don't even think it's each commander i think it's literally it's, every clone well, gets no, it's, the message it's individualized to to the leaders and then and then the order is relayed to all the troopers but because he personalizes yeah. the Commander Cody one, and in Clone Wars he personalizes it yeah. to Rex, and uh, so like right. there's a bunch of a bunch of uh, captains and commanders that he actually delivers yeah. it personally, and then from there, uh, yeah. the other clones then get it through their headset, I guess, that the activation or whatever. So uh, it's always yeah. puzzled me as to why it wasn't just a global like thing, but yeah, yeah. just a relayed message. Which is what I always thought so, it was, to be honest. I thought yeah. all these things happened simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. But when he when he says Commander Cody, execute order, you know, then it's like, oh, yeah. he's calling them all specifically, specifically yeah, exactly. talking to Cody. Yeah, you know, like this whole like. The, 
I think I think that's one of the reasons that like I like this movie so much. Like as devastating as this moment is, like in Revenge of the Sith, there's so many like huge like themes taking place. Because I mean, basically, like not only are we witnessing like the end of the Clone Wars and, and like the the fall of the Republic and the rise of uh, the Empire, we're basically witnessing like the genocide of the entire yeah. Jedi Order. Like that's right. And, yeah, yeah. Like in every aspect. So it's like it's such a devastating but also like awesome yeah like movie in that way there's like there's no other scene throughout star wars that actually replicates the same feeling that you get when you watch this moment like no like watching the temple burn like it's just like yeah it's crazy it's a devastation because like that really is this is, you know, the fire that the Empire is reborn. Yeah, the ashes and the of, Jedi right? Temple, yeah. which once stood as a symbol of these peacekeepers and and galactic, you know, uh, guardians of peace and justice, right? Of, yeah. of like the Republic, so, are, is burning to the ground. This, yeah, this, this <laughs> scene right here too. Sorry, this this scene right here too is really cool because uh, I like how they don't even acknowledge like what they're doing they just straight up call it a rebellion so yeah. that's such like that's such a like uh, like this this in like the greater scheme of things like this moment is just a really mm-hmm. interesting one no it's true because they could argue they do the exact same thing for the next yeah. three movies yeah. right actually yeah. that's they're like, oh, some people have a different opinion. No, we're it's talking rebellion. about is actually there's a whole subplot of this movie that was cut, and you can actually watch them in the deleted scenes. But um, there's a bunch of political um, scenes that were removed uh, just because of, of length of, of the movie. It was just too long. But um, it's Padme meeting with Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and all the other senators that have beginnings to the rebellion. Mm, yeah. So you can actually find all of them stitched together on YouTube and follow along with the subplot. But it actually, one of the scenes takes place just before Padme meets with Anakin in her place to talk about the Republic. They should have, they put, should have put it in. They should Even have, if yeah, it was like three a director's hours. They should have done it. Like that because it, even that just for the fact that it makes Padme a useful character who doesn't just sit and chat in her bedroom yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cause like, yeah, that is, that is something that's a good point actually. Cause I mean, she went from being like such an important character in yeah. both of the first movies, like not just attack the clones, yep. but in both of them, uh, to now just being super uh, sidelined. Yeah. Super also, sidelined. Look at Chewbacca's belt. It's the classic belt we know and love. And what, yeah. and, I know. Then he loses and then he loses it, solo, it and then he gets it back in a new hope. Like, I don't know why they changed that dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could tell you what happened. If, when you meet Chewbacca, he's he was captured and he has no belt. So obviously, oh, what happened was when he got captured, they took it point, from actually. him. <laughs> okay, I could buy into So then he puts on the other one later because that's just the first one he comes that's across fair. after that's losing fair. his first one. But then he just happens to find the exact same one maybe later and puts that one, one on. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Maybe this is like a specific bookie made yeah. high quality. It's an ammo belt. Like, I was like, I love Kashyyyk that that, that that robot chicken Star Wars scene where Lando's like, that is a nice ammo belt you got there, Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call yeah. him out on it. Yeah. So I, I, I have the ship in Lego. It's pretty awesome. Nice. 
I was just going to quick mention too. I think it's really interesting how uh, quickly like the clone troopers transition. Like it really, like, like up until this point, I guess we really haven't seen them like as like the ruthless soldiers that they really are. And now yeah. they've like definitely like now that they're if enacted Order sixty six, it's yep. just kind of interesting. Yeah, that Order sixty six was like the the switch that just needed to be flipped. Yeah, I mean they're also under a mind yeah. control essentially, right? So it's like they exactly. no longer even have emotions. So are, what do they have yes, like a chip in their brain or something, their, or like how does it work? It gets activated on, upon the verbal words of Order sixty six. Oh, interesting. So they were like independent uh, beings, and then they, when they hear that trigger word, they uh, transition to being yeah. a lot more almost yeah. androidish, right? They're like they're like compelled, very. Uh, did, there's like did, a, a compulsion for them to mm-hmm. execute that order. Do any of them fight yes, it at all? Uh, like, do any of them protect yeah, the Jedi? Well, in the Clone Wars, like, Captain Rex fights it before he finally gets taken over by it. But he gets a few brief seconds to basically warn Ahsoka um, to go find clues about as to what what's actually happening. And then um, it actually can be reactivated because in the Vader comics, I think, that you read, there was a, a, hunting, a hunted Jedi that actually figured the whole thing out. And in front of the Inquisitors, reactivates Order 66 by saying it again. And then the, the clones actually oh, turn wow. on the Inquisitors because it's, it's not in their yeah, yeah, because it's not in their code to understand the, the difference, difference right? in their yeah. programming. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. That's actually really cool. Yeah, he I actually like that takes idea. his own life yeah. down by doing so but he was backed up against a wall and surrounded by clones and, and yeah. the Inquisitors and he's like he's like got this evil smile on his face and he kind of, he does it. And then it's an awesome moment. It's yeah. like, if I'm going down, I'm taking as many of you with what me. What a way yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just kind of want to point out that it's funny that the droids, uh, had like, obviously in the original trilogy, they were quite important and they were always around mm-hmm. and doing stuff. And then, in uh, Phantom Menace, you know, we kind of they stay, they're not there at the beginning, but they kind of come in mm-hmm. and they're useful throughout the movie. Going to learn yep. a bit about them, you know, yeah. it's an important plot to three PO. And then I guess they tag along in Attack of the Clones, so they're not like super useful. And like obviously, you regain three PO. But then in this movie, it's kind of like the first step of them being kind of useless. They're very much like yeah, so yeah they're cameo at the beginning, characters almost. Yeah. yeah, at the beginning, R2 is useful, and then he disappears for the rest of the movie, and 3PO, you barely see him at all, and it's kind of funny to think that the sequels really picked up where this left off. Yeah. Whereas, like, you really it don't see them at all. That they, yeah, that that happened, yeah. Actually, they did have a big sequence in Attack of the Clones. Like, I mean, if you count up all their screen time through the prequels... Uh, not including this film, aside from R two, three PO got the the short end of the stick on this one. But um, but they still have more screen time in the prequels than they do in the sequels. Because in Episode Seven, they replaced them completely, 
Um, in episode eight, uh, R2 got a bit more screen time. And then uh, in episode nine, they were once again just not very much, not very there. I, I, I love the one-liners in this movie. He will take care yeah. of you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a one-sided video call. I don't think they were broadcasting their video back because otherwise he would have seen Yoda <laughs> and Obi-Wan. Yeah. But, yeah. I always kind of wondered that when I saw that scene. I was like, hold on a second. Wouldn't Masamita like see them sitting there and then like stop talking and be like, uh, just hold on one second. He like calls up Palpatine. He's like, hey, yo, I got two Jedi like coming in. <laughs> coming in hot. Call yeah. the police. <laughs> I love that the end of this movie mostly takes place on the uh, on Mustafar. Like that was such a good like just thematic and design yeah, choice. Yeah, it really is. It just encompasses like the the menace. Uh, like at the end of oh, this yeah, movie, the, like, like the fury so well. of the lava and uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah. amazing. Like the this all goes back to like what I was saying before about the visual storytelling yeah. on top of the actual story itself. Yeah. Sorry, who are those guys? We don't. I don't think we ever see those guys in the movie those so are, far, have we? Yeah, those like are the, Nemoidian soldiers that like that I think work for the Trade Federation. But norm normally they're you just yeah. see their droids. But yeah, those are actually like. Nemoidian soldiers. So yeah, kind of okay. interesting. They're they're new to this movie. You can buy the coolest statue that has Yoda on top of the clone trooper chest with his lightsaber going through out the back of him. It's the coolest oh, statue, dude. dude that it's is so, so awesome. cool. I've, I've I've always looked at it and been That's like, awesome. oh man, if I saw that on the shelf anywhere, I'd probably just buy it on the spot. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I'd probably just order that online straight up. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. so awesome. <laughs> I mean, if it's your favorite movie too, Josh, like, yeah, what yeah, do you yeah, do, exactly. man? <laughs> and I can't imagine it'd be cheap these days because they finished making that those statues oh, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. It's like Yoda in that moment is trying to tell Obi-Wan without actually telling him, you know, because when it comes down yeah. to the moment that oh, yeah. Obi-Wan wants to go to the hollow recordings, he kind of warns him. He says, only pain will you find, right? But it's like he doesn't really know how to tell him, but he already knows who it is. 
okay, just saying, if I was a part of the Senate and some guy comes in with like a super gravelly voice, be like, yeah, sketch. Yeah, You're under me yeah. now. I don't know if I would go along with it. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean the guy just got like a, a, had an attempt, uh, attempted assassination, gets brutally mutilated. Like, yeah. how did anyone thinks that he's in a fit state of mind to still be leading yeah. the and, and in this specific line, tells everyone. I'm turning everything into an empire that I yeah. have total control. But that's that's the thing, though. <laughs> and that's the amazing thing is that people are Tyranny. so happy about this because they they are the same people that gave him emergency powers and have kept him in Senate long after yeah. his terms expired. Like they love this guy, and uh, Padme's obviously in 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 a different yeah position. with thunderous applause. That's like such a good like yeah yeah. This line. is how liberty yeah. dies. Like thunderous applause. Like so true. Like, we, like if you look back at the history of Star Wars and you go like, oh, the moment that the Republic became the Empire, thousands of senator representatives from around the galaxy were clapping. Like that's that's how yeah. it happened, yeah. right? Not a takeover, not a not not a war. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything it. other than the people's own decision to actually make this empire happen. To give up the power, yeah. You know what? I bet you that's probably exactly what happened in Rome mm. as well, right? Because they were a democracy for a while and they went back to being mm. imperial. Yeah, probably the same thing. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, that's true. And I bet, honestly, if like, let's say the UN tried to do the same thing over all the in, like independent countries now, it'd probably mm. be the same thing, right? So many people will be so happy about that. Yeah. yeah. The, like George actually kind of nailed way, it. It's funny. The way that so, yeah, and the on. way that Ben Kenobi um, like describes the Jedi of old being being guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic, um, and then when you watch the prequels and the Clone Wars, uh, you realize that like as the series goes on, it's like oh the Jedi are becoming more wrapped up in the politics of things, and then. People start to associate the Republic with the Jedi. And then on top of that, you have this whole like movement against the Jedi of like this emotional like uh, whiplash of of, like, oh, we're starting to hate the Jedi. Like we're starting to disagree with the fact that they're the ones leading this war. They're hypocrites. They're the ones that call themselves peacekeepers and they're leading a war as generals. Right. Like all this stuff that just gets piled on top of the Jedi, a.k.a on top of the yeah. Republic, on top of all the nonsense that's going on in the Senate with the corruption and, the, you know, all that stuff. And it's like everyone in that room, aside from Padme, who is confused out of her mind, is like, yeah, the Republic, the Republic that's is so a true. dead system. It doesn't and work. We, 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 it doesn't work anymore. We got we need something else. Exactly. And that's why yeah. all of them are just like, yes, the Empire It's what we need. We need the guy that we love. Yeah. We need the guy right. that we've they been need. voting for all this time to just take this Republic and just make it something better. Oh. Yeah. And it's funny because they don't really realize that it's most likely him that's bogging it yeah. down in the first. Exactly. Place. They have no idea. No. <laughs> I always thought that line could have been a lot better. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, this this whole conversation could have been better. It it feels like an afternoon drama where it was originally recorded mm. in like Spanish. And they yeah, for sure. Yeah, to me, like I don't like yeah. it. Blows my mind that he's coming to just like tell her this stuff. I'm like, bro, if you're gonna drop that serious an accusation on someone, like the least you could have done has been like, here's like the actual video footage. Here's some like actual evidence. Here, I'll take you to the temple that I just cleared out, and I'll show you the extent of what's happening right now. Instead of just being like, just so you know, your husband's like a child murderer yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't know that they're married. And he doesn't know that Anakin is the father until this scene, which actually makes me wonder why he would come to her in the first place. Well, really? I thought he did no, know he, that they no, were he married. No, he has no idea. Nobody has no, no idea doesn't. except for R2 and 3PO. Because it's against oh, the Jedi code, right? But, oh, but he yeah, knows, yeah. He realizes in this moment. Here. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first yeah. time, right? So it really makes you wonder... Why did he go to her in the first place? Because like he is asking her where he went, but how would well, he then know see, that she would know where how he close went. they are, right? Because in the final Clone Wars arcs, there's a moment where Anakin sneaks away and has a video call with Padme, and and then Obi Wan gets suspicious when Rex won't let him into the room that he's like you know in taking this call, and then he he comes out acting like nothing happened, and then Obi Wan turns and he says, "I hope you said hello to Padme for me." And then Anakin just kind of shrugs <laughs> it off. Yeah. Call him out. So he knows that they're very, very close. Um, but he doesn't realize right. that okay. Anakin's already gone kind of too far with that whole thing. <laughs> As in, yeah. she's pregnant. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even know they're married. So, I mean, that's, that's, that right there is another great Hayden Christensen acting moment. Um, yeah, you did a good job there. Yeah. It's funny. He did a really good job in most of the scenes where he doesn't have lines. His his yeah. acting is, is pretty spot on. But then I think exactly. I mean, on a yeah. on like a legitimate note, like that's it's so true. And I think it really comes down to how well I think a lot of these actors take the lines that they were given and kind of make make do with what they got. Yeah, right? like I'm, I'm working around and and, and uh, Hayden Christensen when he started yeah. was pretty young too. So I would argue that when he read the lines, he read yeah. them for what they were versus yeah. older actors like Harrison Ford that were like, this yeah, makes no sense at all. Thing. I'm just going to – exactly. George Lucas's right? writing Which then was always kind of like that. It's like, you know, he always, he always kind of wrote and, was, and didn't really – yeah, it was, it was kind of rough, rough right? right? Like, it was almost like what he wrote was kind of the idea he was going for and then he was really open to anyone yeah, doing their own yeah. take on it. Yeah. But I was going to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, that's what I look like when I have my bathrobe in a cold day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, here. This is the moment here where all the droids actually are remotely shut down. So it's like that, that one little moment is kind of like key to like why there's no battle droids like you know after this movie um yeah yeah they, they didn't need down, to keep fighting yeah. them they just pushed a button and they all just got turned into scrap metal it's weird though it's odd that they would just like turn them all off because you think they would still be useful in like one regard yeah, or another think. i guess you think i well i think they I can't remember where I read this. I think, like, the Empire, like, did, like, use 
some of the droids and stuff like that afterwards not like the main battle droids and stuff like that but i think they like took some of that technology or whatever mm. like moving forward but that could be that's true because uh imperial probe droids were very similar looking during the clone wars and at, in the clone wars they actually fought for their separatist uh but the model didn't really change and and it's basically the same as when empire rolls around No, he's so convinced that he's got these new powers. I know, even yeah. he's never actually no, used he, them. I don't th even think he knows what what those powers are. What I they mean, are, <laughs> aside from uh, like aside from like the 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 abilities that he's able to, I guess, hone in on through rage as opposed to the light side of the force. Yeah. Well, he's used that before. Yeah, in several exactly. Scenes, right? like he's he's gone dark before, but like I guess in this moment he's finally he's just more readily embracing. Yeah, he's finally rage. kind of unleashed that in a way that it's it's kind of tough to go back from. Like th this whole thing makes a lot more sense to me at least uh, when I read the Dark Disciple book, uh, which was another amazing right. Star Wars book. But it really really focuses in on light side, dark side, what's in the middle. And what does it mean to actually use either or, right? Um, it was a great book for that. Only a Sith deals yeah. in absolutes. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> Like, I swear he's not even listening to, like, 90% yeah. of what she's saying. He's just honing in on, Obi-Wan, yeah. my pals. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> like, look at that. Like, he's just... Yeah. Oh, That's definitely the now. point where you know he's, like, he's, he's lost. Gone. Yeah. He's like, gone, man. The point, like, you went down this path to save her, and now yeah. he's choking her out. I mean, that's just a mark of a bad <laughs> husband. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Wife eater. <laughs> Drops his robes and he just got like a mm. tank top on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. belly. lightsaber on his phone. He's got a bottle. He's uh, an empty a bunch beer of like bottle. mustard stains on the shirt. This wasn't my fault. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> charge against me. Yeah. Just hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Throws a whiskey bottle at Obi Wan. <laughs> best, best scene ever. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been done by a fan Fair yet. Enough. If I'm honest, <laughs> dude, for real. <laughs> Josh, there's an idea. Write that down. Good fan film. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, that line right there is the biggest missed opportunity. He, he could have said exactly what he, he says to Luke. Don't make me destroy you. That would have been so good. Yeah, yeah that would have been awesome, goodness. man. And it would Absolute. have come across the exact same way to you. Don't make me destroy you. You know, like he could have done it exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And thus begins the most epic sequence in yeah, the entire I hate to say Star it, Wars but it franchise. Really puts the, the, the ultimate 40-minute battle. It really puts the, their, uh, their fight in Episode 4 to shame. It really does. It's like it's sad to watch because, like, oh, I, love, yeah. I love the original trilogy so much, but it's just not even <laughs> comparison. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. knocks him out. Yeah. <laughs> See, Yoda learns that name from Qui Gon through the Force, and uh, from from what Obi-Wan said uh, as to what Count Dooku told him on Geonosis. Because, like, Yoda at this point put all the pieces together and he's like, oh, the Emperor is Darth Sidious. Yeah, Yeah. Palpatine all along. I wonder how long it took him to film all of this. Oh, the choreography like the was trained over stuff. weeks. Probably a while. Yeah. I know. I think I read that they practiced the choreography for like, yeah, a, like something two like months. That. Yeah. Jeez, that's insane. Because they basically did it all in like mm-hmm. single takes, right? And yeah. it's like, I remember they were interviewing one of them. So like they have to remember really specifically because like if you miss one block, like yeah. you're going to get hit really hard yeah. with a stick. Yeah. Green (laughs) Man, honestly Ian McDermott is one of the best actors In the entire series He's so good Everything he says Everything he says It just just sells it He just sells everything Oh yeah Yeah. Seriously I believe he is like the epitome of everything You own the galaxy When I hear that that No, it's yeah. totally pushed upside down and cackling. <laughs> That's pretty good. Whoever the stunt guy was there, he, he deserves yeah, he deserves uh, props. A good applause. Yeah. yeah. Even like the way he brings out his lightsaber is yeah. so cool too. Like just like tr- <laughs> like has it up his wrists, his up his yeah. sleeve or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's like, like mentioning up there. That that's yeah. the second lightsaber now that he keeps up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. It really uh, okay. makes you wonder why he didn't use it to defend himself yeah. earlier, though. I love Anakin's face here. Yeah, it's just so really intense. Is. You know, they should have. Someone should make a video where Anakin kills him right there because he's holding his neck with his mechanical arm. I feel like That's that mechanical true. arm should have just crushed his windpipe. Crush the windpipe, boom, yeah. over right there. <laughs> the entire entire franchise done. That's true, yeah. 
like or or in the next movie it's gonna be like anakin and, and luke is now like his grown up like sith son taking over the yeah. empire <laughs> This is really kind of a metaphorical fight of like just light and darkness, like fighting and specifically oh, yeah. in like yeah. the, the Senate chambers where all the politics happened, right? Where all the evil yeah. <laughs> that scene with just oh, yeah. spinning lightsabers and not even fighting. Like the... Yeah, this is a really cool part too. I really like this because you don't you really see this happen again. Oh, but I bet you for like 30 years before the prequels came out, people were debating what would happen to people force pushed at the same oh, time. Oh, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I threw the Senate at him. <laughs> the whole Senate. <laughs> you, get, you get a donut saucer, and you get a donut saucer, and you get a donut saucer. I, I love quoting the robot chicken, man. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, some really, good, really lines good lines in there. In there. Sure. <laughs> They're pretty clever. That being said, I like that they're getting into a lot of this because because both Yoda and Palpatine are known to be such strong force users and not necessarily lightsaber duelists. Yeah. So their battle should be That's mainly true. force yeah. powers. Yeah, and here yeah. and here he is once again, the only Jedi who's ever able to deflect like lightning with the with the force, force and lightning. not lightsaber. Lightning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this scene where his nails dig yeah, in really always does. makes me cringe. Yeah. Here, ah, uh, I can't even watch. Uh, ah. No, the the fall. Just that the noise, man! Like shivers up my spine. Can't do it. Oh, Dude, yeah. Makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> so I threw the Senate at him. <laughs> the whole Senate. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, so man. <laughs> so good. My favorite robot chicken ones are the ones with the uh, the stormtrooper oh, or whatever. Gary. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Gary yeah. the stormtrooper, dude. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. just so freaking funny. Like the one where he uh, takes out the yeah, Ewok yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 totally. That's Seth Green's character. <laughs> oh man. I love how they use the classic like mm. vent crawling yep. scene in Star Wars. <laughs> Super funny. There, the right. Those are uh, shock troopers. I think we had that conversation before yeah. about 
like what operates oh, yeah. as the military version of a police force yeah yeah military so, police but they're just on yeah uh, here on Coruscant. so once they transition to uh like the actual stormtroopers from the clone troopers like they still had like quite a few clone troopers right or do they just kind of slowly yeah, they die slowly off kind of like there's very very few clone troopers in the stormtrooper armor uh by the time i think they get that that stuff episode they four get phased or... out. yeah oh by episode I, I, four they're yeah, all phased out episode four sure. there's no more clones left yeah because you have to remember that the clones age at twice the rate yeah, of a regular exactly. human right so by that time, uh, so oh. let's say, because I think they're they're thirteen years old or so during the war, which means they're actually about twenty six, and there's a sixteen year gap, so they're going to be like almost sixty years old, right? Like fifties yeah. to sixties. Okay. By the time a new hope comes around. Yeah, because I just remember so the original Star Wars Battlefront two game. I mean, you're basically like you're still the five hundred first Legion come like uh, the Battle of uh, Hoth and stuff mm. like that. That's a good question if Vader keeps using clones instead of bringing in regular, uh, like, people who volunteer. I think, I think they're soldiers. just stormtroopers, but perhaps they're, like, yeah, just perhaps. Uh, elite. Yes, more exactly. Trained, like, more elite more like troops elite and troopers. then uh, higher skill set, I guess. And then yeah. also, uh, I think he just I kept that. the name, I guess, like, from what he used to have, right? Like, well, it, it makes yeah. sense. It's his legion, right? Yeah. Why change it? Yeah, I wonder too if like the clone troopers like went on to like train some of the troops for the new army and stuff yeah. like that, right? Like I'd imagine like, some of them would probably they would probably train better train some of the mm -hmm. new stormtroopers than others. <laughs> you jump on this little barge in the middle of this magma yeah. field. Yeah. Man, this this jump right here with Anakin is insane. When he comes back yeah. over the ledge, he looks because he looks yeah. so screwed, right? Like this scene, this scene is just so epic. I mean, not only is their lightsaber duel like just <laughs> absolutely insane, but I mean, as they fight each other, they're basically like slowly oh, destroying man. an entire like refining yeah. facility. Like their battle is just so like of such epic proportions that they destroy an entire like conf uh, base or whatever. Yeah, I'll say one thing that always bothered me about the scene is Anakin is standing on like a droid that is part of this like facility, and the droid is always at the perfect distance think, for them to battle, and just like floats I think around he's, exactly like, where he wants him it. through the force. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think he is might he be. though. I I think that's the easiest way to explain it away. Because <laughs> like, this is like this robot. We just saw a moment ago that he's independently thinking because he drops the, the drum so he's yeah. not in the, the magma anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But... I've always just kind of like brushed it aside and been like, oh, he's just controlling it with the force, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's Darth Vader we're talking about here, guys. I'm sure he exactly. can move around a little well, while. <laughs> And it just yeah. instantly flies away. Like the hell is this? At this point, he yeah. is Darth Vader, right? Like he's already been given the title. True. Yeah. Like this is the Darth Vader that Sidious wanted before he failed on Mustafar. Yeah. Yeah. The high ground. 
I love how he thinks he can take out Obi-Wan the same way Obi-Wan took out Darth Maul. He's like, I'm going to yeah. pull the same move on him that he did for his legendary Sith kill, right? And It's funny that he tried to do that, though, instead of just jumping two feet in front yeah. of him. Yeah, well, he, know, he, got, he got cocky. He got cocky, he right? Like, he's overly yeah. confident. Don't get yeah. cocky, kid. Oh, man. That line is just so good. Yeah. That is Ewan yeah. McGregor's They're best making... acting right there in the whole trilogy. Yeah. I believe oh, it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like, that's, why, that's why I really hope that they make or, or have are they making a yeah, series with Obi-Wan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm really excited because like Obi-Wan is like in the prequel trilogies. He's see, one and, of my favorite that characters. Is, I that think. right there, this this Obi-Wan here is the one that we're going to see in that series. Is the the the, the emotional exactly. wreck to Obi-Wan as to what happened? Like yeah. super distraught because I know they've touched on it a bit in some of the comics how he was like yeah. hiding away, or trying to be completely unknown on yeah. Tatooine, right? But then he decides he's actually going to try to help a lot of the the people who are right. yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, like, under the power yeah. of the huts and stuff, right? It wasn't gonna yeah. just like sit back and pretend he doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Cause yeah, he just lost everything. I mean, his entire order has been like wiped out. Like that genocide has been committed yeah, against them down to the very last purpose, like And just he makes... have family, right? So the order is their family. So he yeah. just lost his entire family, and what it was essentially. His brother. What, what should have been, yeah, I was going to say is essentially his son, but it is yeah, more of his brother, honestly. Like brothers, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and he thinks he's killed him now, basically, yeah. at this point. And then his and then his next closest friend, Padme, like, she's dead now, yeah, too. She's dying, yeah. Or she's about to be. Were Padme and Obi-Wan ever that close? I think they, they've always been friends. I mean, because like, uh, they've, uh, they've known each other a yeah, long I time. Like, friends. I thought they were, like, like work associates. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good point, uh, actually. When, when they bring Obi-Wan in as her protector in Attack of the Clones, uh, Palpatine suggests it as, uh, how about an old friend, like Master Kenobi, right? And then Anakin right. is just like the tag-along. But, but yeah, he refers to uh, her yeah. Jedi protector yeah, as that. just Master Kenobi, right? Because so, they go back yeah. all the way to the Battle of Naboo where he was protecting mm. her, right? So... He's the only survivor yeah, Jedi yeah, of it. Between him and Qui-Gon, they were previously employed to protect her. Man, this crawl. Oh, man. Been there. Mm. Man, literally, like, there's pretty much no better way to have, like, the birth of the Darth Vader that kind of you know that you'd recognize in the costume right that yeah. we know right literally literally mutilated to a pulp and then re yeah. rebuilt as this like all-powerful menacing well, and i'm sure this like because this yeah. all goes to when he gets his helmet taken off in the in the final film it's like how come yeah how come he yeah, needs exactly. all this stuff in the first place it's like yeah and, and it's all because of something that happened in the past in which People probably wondered, like, oh, well, what's going to happen when the prequels come out, right? It. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure as soon as the trailers came out and you saw like the lava planet, people were like, oh, like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Really?
crispy it's, it's one of those, yeah <laughs> but it's like it's all it's like one of those things right like when you went to see the film it just felt so right like when you saw that it's like yes like you know yeah. it's like um Born, born, in fire, born in fire yeah. and destruction. Just hit the right spot. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's cool. It's so briefly looked over; they never talk about it. But they're on like a yeah, asteroid mining cool. facility yeah. right now. I, I always thought that was a uh, yeah. It's called, uh, it's called yeah. Polis Massa. It was actually a map of the original Star Wars Battlefront yeah. Two game. Yeah, that's it's right. also that that scene right there. That somewhere. scene was another scene that they intended to put Liam Neeson's Qui Gon voice in there. Yeah, it was when Yoda oh, really? was like communicating with Qui-Gon, which is what leads him to tell Obi-Wan in the final piece of the film that like, you know, an old friend's learned the path to immortality. And yeah. that's why I love the fact that they actually put in the Clone Wars arc where Yoda does communicate with Qui-Gon and discovers all this stuff. So if you've seen that arc, then you'll know in that moment like that he is actually communicating with Qui-Gon and on a deeper level through the Force. Yeah. Yeah, but I, sorry, I just want to mention too. I love like how good a job that they did throughout all of these movies of transitioning to uh, like what we know to become the Empire and stuff like that, like with the Tie Fighters and the Stormtrooper armor and all that stuff. Like considering that they started in the Phantom Menace with no clone troopers or anything close to stormtrooper right. basically uh so like the armor that they had in the second movie and then finally with this uh second phase armor that they had in this movie like it's just so cool they did such a good yeah, job yeah. Like, transitioning. like it looks cool i know what they're trying to do aesthetically trying to make it look like stormtroopers mm-hmm, but if yeah. you think of the fact that the war only went on for a handful of years just the fact that transition armor that quickly yeah. feels a little awkward also like comparatively to like look at Earth. this like uh, like the amazing kind of visual parallel going on between like vader being built on the table essentially being born from the ashes and then padme dying on the on the table i, right? I know like, where you're going with this i know where you're going with this <laughs> josh you're going to say that palpatine is sucking her life energy to keep oh no uh, i wasn't vader actually going alive. There. i was just saying like it's just like a cool I've never really bought into that. Uh, I, 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 I honestly. It makes sense though, just from the level of it makes no sense well, that she is dying. See, clinically, fact, gives up. Clinically speaking, like it is to, possible like, for someone to die uh, of like a broken heart, um, and like like of just like um, intense emotional <laughs> loss. So like that's yeah. exactly what that is. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it I've, because to me, like I've, Palpatine's strength. Sorry, I, like I was just gonna say though that, like to me, Palpatine's strength is like his ability to like manipulate people. Like that's his kind of. To me, that's his, his and, skill in the Force. But and, and, and if you just argue the fact that earlier in this film he was talking about manipulating the Metaclorians to create life, and if he trained under Plagueis, which I believe is still canon, then he would have some understanding some understanding of how that works so he maybe can't create life but can pull life energy from another source and put it in by the way that's my favorite shot in the whole movie (laughs) um yeah yeah, it is truly like the most like yeah the uh the the first the first shot of his first breath 
Yeah. The first so breathe, good. the really like awkward kind of yeah. croaky breath. Like this, this entire like end section of the movie, like with the rise of Vader, so like good. the literal like rise of Vader is just so freaking yeah. good, dude. There's no better way I think they could have ever done it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they should do? So they should do a series with Obi-Wan and stuff, or I guess they already are doing that. But they should do one with Vader as well. Because, I mean, in Rogue One, like, that's, like, probably some of the best parts of this of the movie is uh, like when we get mm. to see uh vader and stuff like that but like those comics that, like that you've had me read are just like yeah. so awesome like watching uh like vader like embrace yep who he is okay i also want to quickly interject one thing that kind of annoys me is when in empire strikes back when luke asks leia if he remembers anything about her mother knowing Mm. that they were siblings and she says very little just that she was very sad and that now Mm. we learn that she never knew she was like she she was you like you do you remember anything from when you were born because i I should know that in the mar in the marvel comics they actually (laughs) fixed that yeah they actually put in a flashback scene of pat of a, a statue of padme in a courtyard where leia was looking at the statue and she did look sad and you know beautiful and everything and then her her adoptive mother or something like that was telling her about this strong this strong amazing woman uh, right yeah so okay i could see why they would do that to she, fix was like it. A, she was like a child but so yeah from a certain point I, of view my i friend. still it doesn't i still feel that doesn't quite fix it all yeah. the way because it's just emotionally how Leia explains it. I guess sorry, it's not yeah. Empire, it's, it's Jedi. At the end I, guess, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was all they could yeah, do really, it, but I, it was something. So. Yeah. Because just the way she says it doesn't sound like she's right. talking about a statue. Yeah. Also, it's really funny here how uh, the Organa uh, family takes. Leia, so he goes. She goes to like this, like super wealthy family. Like, Hampered lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, Luke don't want the sun screwed now. over, <laughs> just screwed over, <laughs> sent to like the backwater planet to like yeah. farm water. <laughs> Spends the rest of his <laughs> life getting power converters from Tashi or whatever. <laughs> Tashi station, yeah. just totally it's screwed over. Stick. Poor Luke. It's like, hey, Leia, how's your childhood? Yeah. Oh, you know, I got to go to like balls and like a bunch of like super expensive like crazy stuff no big deal i got literally anything i wanted yeah. my entire life <laughs> luke's like yeah i had to wear the same pair of underwear for like <laughs> 20 years i couldn't I've afford never, anything else i've never actually seen a tree before <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had sands in your clothing for 16 years. <laughs> oh, oh, here, here. This is where uh, they oh have uh, 3PO's mind wiped. So after this movie, he wouldn't remember anything that came before. Um, but yeah. he still has that line where he goes, like, thank the maker, right? And because he doesn't, throughout the original trilogy, he says that a lot. And it's because he doesn't remember who actually made him. Yeah. Right. So he thinks the maker is almost like a exactly. like godlike yeah. entity. When it's when it's yeah. Vader. Let's see, there's Boss Nass again. He's actually he's back. Yeah. But Boss Nass. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little, yeah, cameo a little cameo there. Yeah. 
this is uh, this is the last time we see uh, yeah, Naboo too. And and this is uh, the Chapur snippet in Padme's hands that he uh, he gave yeah, her he and, and said to her that it would bring her good fortune. So it is it is quite yeah, the right. insane, like again, just story parallel. Yeah, and the Full music circle, yeah. that plays in that scene is the same music that played at Qui Gon's funeral that happened on Naboo all those years ago. That's cool. And to yeah. answer what we were talking about earlier, Reed, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Star Destroyer would have yeah. been being constructed at, when we saw it earlier at the beginning of the film. And something that is brought up later, I guess, in the novels is it's being built over top of Geonosis, and the Geonosians are basically yeah, that's slaves to build it. Oh, wow. I always thought Alderaan had a lot of resemblance to just parts of Canada. Yeah, British, British Columbia, Columbia in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I wish that's like my one thing about the prequels is that I wish that we had gotten to see more of Alderaan because this is the only yeah. time we ever see it. Yeah, and considering how important hear, it is, hear about it. It's such yeah, a cool yeah. At, like the opening. Because it like basically is like kind of the final like straw of like before the like the full-fledged start of the galactic civil war because i mean at that point i mean you could probably speak to it better than i could but like at that point to me it was still kind of like barely forming as a rebellion but then like once the alderaan got destroyed or whatever that's kind of like when the galactic civil war kicks off yeah true yeah because they're just kind of like a few and in between people getting together for it, right? And then yeah. after that, and I guess people realize, like, oh, the Empire maybe is really bad mm-hmm. and we should actually do something. And they kind of talk about that. I'm not sure where specifically I read it, but uh, at the end of the Clone Wars, when the Empire comes in and starts being very tyrannical, I think it might have been Rebels, actually. They talk about how the people are just the people in general, while the planets, they're just so tired of war that they can't be bothered to mm-hmm. fight against the Empire. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually kind of similar to what happened here on Earth, where after World War One, everyone was just so tired that when Germany started just taking over different countries next to it, they just yeah they, uh, Chamberlain's, they too, Chamberlain's appeasement policy like he was so were, desperate to like keep peace and not allow another world war to start that they allowed the annexation of uh, Czechoslovakia and uh, yeah a bunch of that uh, right and, and like and like England or the UK and the US and most of the main uh, alliance countries they well what would become the alliance wasn't even another war right no yeah they just finished a previous war so they didn't they just kind of let germany expand because they didn't want to go into the next war because they were they just came out of world war one and they were just everyone was still broke and they're like super Mm. tired of dealing with it yeah so it's really interesting because like both france and england still like oh like leading into the second world war both of them still had like a lot of uh equipment and uh technology literally from the first world war like france for example like one of the rifles that was they were so they were trying to re-equip their military with like more modern bolt action rifles but they still even had like widely in service uh rifles which were made like 
prior to 1900. Mm-hmm. So just like at that point, guns wow, that were yeah. like literally like I mean, France was hit the hardest years old, so it makes yeah. sense. But from a Star Wars perspective, like it actually makes a lot of sense to why the Empire would then just like take over everything and people just more or less wouldn't rebel against yeah. it because they were just too yeah, tired of yeah, dealing totally. with it, right? And, and I mean, they literally just wiped out like their all their main yeah. opposition, like the separatists and stuff well, like that. They, there's no, there's like, no political um, uh, opposition either because that's exactly the whole point of how the you know the crumbling of the republic is is just such a big story plot is because it gives palpatine full control so officially nobody can actually confront him it has to be a rebellion if anything's going to happen it's got to be a rebellion because the whole galaxy is technically now overruled by this this one government this one guy so if anyone's going to fight that in itself it it's it would be called the rebellion right so that's why um, and then, yeah. of course, being a rebellion was and, such a massive enemy. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to do it because they're being ruled over with fear. Yeah. It's true. And something I want to quickly bring up that I just found to be incredibly interesting is how in the novels, when they kind of talked about, quote unquote, the rebellion from a regular person's point of view, who's just living under the Empire and and from the Empire's perspective as well, they were described not just as they like as a rebellion. From their perspective, mm-hmm. they were yeah, terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, terrorists. Very specifically. So, so if you join the rebellion, they they're like, yeah, we're the rebellion. But from everyone else's point of view, they were terrorists that yeah. were just like showing up yeah. and attacking places. That's what I really like about Iden Verso's character in uh, the newer Star Star Wars Battlefront Two game is that you get to see like that side of like kind of like everyone else's. Uh, view of uh, the Empire and stuff like that because I mean Han Solo he originally joined up as a uh, like a wanted to want to be a pilot with the Imperials yeah, uh, Luke, that, Luke yeah. wanted to do the same thing he wanted to join up it, to their academy or whatever too like that was just like the natural it's what like, it was because like if you were if you lived in a very low like bottom dwelling just for lack of a better word point in like a place in life so like you you weren't born somewhere with power or money you were some backwater place that had no opportunity the empire was your best option because then you could get off your planet you could see places like they basically offered you all of this stuff Mm -hmm. for free and they would pay you to do it so it was a fantastic option if you weren't born to someone that had opportunity yeah totally that's a good point yeah it was just a way of life yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I mean, that's about it. I, mean, I know uh, you got to head up, run out the door there, Reed. So I'll wrap this up quick here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for for watching and film again uh, with me. That was super fun. Yeah, dude. Um, and I guess uh, we'll try oh, and yeah. organize the next one. I guess solo uh, for the next one. So. Oh, we go. Oh, I see we're doing we chronological order. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <There we are. laughs> Not. Not George Lucas order. <laughs> exactly. The George Lucas order is the way to do it. <laughs> All right. Big thank you to everyone who participated in this week's commentary. Always great to have you guys back. And great to have you guys at home 
tuning in, listening to the show every week. I hope you uh, have been enjoying these commentary tracks because uh, they're literally made to entertain you guys at home. So uh, feel free to leave any feedback. Uh, you can reach us at the Twitter handle, SWEscapePodcast, and our email is theescapepodoutlook.com. Those are great ways to send any feedback, questions, comments through. And, of course... Uh, uh, we have the Facebook page up and running now as well. Just search us up on that. Uh, our host site is uh, through Podbean. Uh, and you can drop a voicemail at our SpeakPipe address. That's uh, speakpipe.com slash Star Wars Escape Pod. Uh, you can also find us on the Swell.life app. Uh, so just look that up in your app store of any kind and uh, you'll find that it's pretty cool i post a question every week or two and uh you know people have a little reply and it, it's basically like twitter but for for voice uh, so it's, it's pretty interesting uh also consider joining us on the discord because we've got some public channels open for you guys to check out some rss feeds and uh, some links in there and everything so it's a, it's a good time there's going to be more stuff coming in the, in the coming weeks or months or whatever uh, so you can keep an eye out for that and uh, that's pretty much all I got you can tune into the show anywhere in the galaxy on any platform and uh, I mean last but not least best way to help us out is to uh, give us those five stars if you're on uh, an Apple podcast device uh, that would be super awesome and as well as sending this podcast to a friend or a fellow Star Wars fan because we all love Star Wars <laughs> may the force be with you guys and we'll see you next time Star Wars is coming.